Gunter's Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bang! Oh! Will get it for the win. Got it! He is hard to believe. Here's Troy. What's going on, guys? Welcome to a special mid-season edition of Dime Dropper. The All-Star break just got concluded, and we are getting ready for the second half of the season. To talk about what has happened in the first half of the season, I brought, you might recognize him from a previous video uh, about 2020, about how the year was, but now we're going to have him talk about one of his passions, one of his biggest passions, which is hoop. And this season, you know, he is he's not a fan of a particular team, so he's more of a general fan of the game, and he's dipped into a lot of games this season. Probably has seen more total minutes of almost every team in the league than me this season, except obviously the L.A. teams who I get, you know, know inside and out. So for the L.A. fans watching this, I apologize. We're probably not going to spend as much time on the Lakers and the Clippers because if you want to know about the Lakers and the Clippers, hit that subscribe button, turn the notification bell on, and follow me on social media. But Shane... Yep. We are going to get into every team. How we doing, my guy? Are we ready to talk some hoops this time? I made it. I'm back on Dime Dropper, man. Mama, I made it. What's up, Dime? I appreciate you. Dime. All right, All right my guy. So, you've been, you've, so you watch – just give us a little bit of the, some background, your, your ball history real quick. You know, So, um, yeah, since I didn't really explain too much, uh, you know, in the last episode that I was featured on, um, obviously our, our history is me and Don, me and D went to high school together and I played on the high school team. Um, that's not where my hoop dream started. I've been hooping for as long as I can remember, you know, being able to walk and crawl and eat. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, all throughout middle school, high school, played basketball. And then I went on to a uh, Loyola Marymount college. Um, I didn't eventually play there because I had some injuries, but, um, might as well have played in all the intramural leagues, got in wherever I could, you know, got in where I fit in. And uh, still to this day, you know, I still do hoop. I, I love watching hoop. I love being around it. Um, anything that's got to do with it, you know, if, if I see an orange basketball and, you know, in my peripheral, then um, anything that comes with it, I, I, I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. I, I love the hoop. It's yes, sir. So for this one, we're just going to start out with the bottom of the barrel. You know, looking back at my predictions for before the season, some stuff aged really well, some stuff aged like trash. But one thing that aged well was that the Orlando Magic was going to be the worst team in the eastern conference yeah so have you watched any of their games i think the one person we should probably give a shout out to has been franz wagner yeah i'm big on franz man i, I, I honestly it's a, with with all that it's worth you know i don't think that they have i don't think they've disappointed anybody um i like yeah. what i see from them. i just don't see you know obviously in the nba especially in the, today's day and age um, you need a you need a bit of star power, you know. You need a little bit of oomph, you know, to get you over over the you know the pedestal. And uh, I just don't see that with them. You know, I love Franz. I love Cole Anthony. Uh, yeah, somebody who's taking a big step up this year, Cole Anthony. Yeah, he has. He has. I like Wendell Carter. Uh, he's been really big for them. Um, and then Suggs, I think is he's going to be a promising role player. I don't think he's going to be. You know, he could make an All Star game once or twice, but. Um, nothing more than that, but that's just their problem right now. I just don't see any star power coming out of there. Uh, maybe, you know, in the yeah. future, you know, down the line, they use some of their picks and 
um, some, you know, their assets and, and are able to gra- grab, you know, a star player. But I just don't see anybody. Maybe Franz, you know, I can see him being an all-star once or twice. He's a little better than his brother. Um, but they, I just don't feel like they've disappointed anybody. I, 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 when I watch them, I'm not like, oh, my God, they're terrible. Yeah. You know, like, they're, oh my God, they're not like, they're, they're, they're not, they shouldn't be an NBA team type thing, you know. But yeah. um, they're bottom of the barrel, to say the least. They, 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 and they're surprisingly worse than the Pistons. I thought the Pistons were going to take the worst for the East this year, but we'll get to that. Jalen Suggs, yeah, he was the – what pick was he at against Zaga? Fifth pick. He was the fifth pick in the draft. He has missed a lot of games this season. That's been tough for them. They're 13-47, yeah, yeah. and 47, so he's missed 21 games. He's averaging 12 points. It's been you – know, he's only shooting 37%. You know, obviously it's been a tough year. I honestly didn't know he was averaging 12 points because he shoots 37%. He shoots so much when I watch him play. It doesn't seem yeah. like he's putting up points. He so I mean if you want to check out the magic, go watch my vlog. This uh watch my vlog when I, Reggie Jackson made the game winner. It's in my full uh on my playlist on my channel. So check that out. As yep. you talked about the Pistons, so let's segue into the Pistons. And yep. they are pretty bottom of the barrel as well. But Kate yep. Cunningham, you know, yep. again, if you want to check out the Pistons, I got to see them uh day after they uh, I think it was Black Friday. That's another vlog on the channel, so go check it out. But Cade Cunningham, Jeremy Grant, this team is clearly yeah. in tank mode. They're miserable. Killian Hayes yeah. is not proven to be great. Um, yeah, I don't know much. You watch Cade? Any thoughts on Cade? And then I, you know me, I, he's my favorite rookie. He was always my favorite rookie in, during March Madness last year. I, I knew he was just right. going to be. I knew he was just going to have that it factor. He now he is somebody that is promising, and I be, I firmly believe um, between him and Franz and, and Cole Anthony, he probably has the best chance. Um, to become something big in this league. I think the problem with the Pistons is just what's been going on with Jeremy Grant. You know, obviously they looked at him as like, you know, one of their premier players. They, they did a lot to get him. And then when he got there, he he was he looked pretty promising, if you ask me. Um, and then this whole just spill that he's had this year, he's been in and out. Ever since that yeah. incident with LeBron and Isaiah Stewart, they've just been kind of down. I mean, they were downhill to start, but they yeah, had a little bit trash. of – Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been nothing much to really look at, but um, – I honestly thought they were going to be the worst team in the league uh, between them and the Thunder. So they're a little they're 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 overachieving in my in my standards to be honest. Especially with with Isaiah Stewart being out for some time, Jeremy Grant being out for some time. Um, I know Cade didn't even start the season. Uh, yeah, I was about to say I, that he's averaging overall sixteen. He's at sixteen, five and a half, and five assists. Let's talk about the Houston Rockets really quick. Another team that's bottom of the barrel. I just saw them play the other night. Check out that vlog as well. Jalen Green was my pick for rookie of the year, and it doesn't really seem like it's fully panned out for him. Yeah, no, I like them. I, I like the Rockets. I mean, they're not anything special. Obviously, we're talking about the bottom of the barrel here. But um, if I can be quite honest, that is one team that is at the bottom of the barrel that I was assuming to be a little bit better than they are. I didn't assume them to be worse than – the Thunder, I think, if I if I off, but I yeah, checked, they are. I, the worst yeah, I was in the West. from what I remember before All Star uh, break, they were worse than the Thunder, and I didn't expect that at all. But they do have some promising players. I mean, I thought they were going to have a good mix of um, vets and, and young players like Eric Gordon and John Wall, and I guess you can consider Christian Wood a bit of a vet now. John Wall hasn't even played a game. He hasn't, and and you know he hasn't been much of a factor. But I just feel like being on that team, having everybody's numbers, being in the locker room to boost the morale, that that could help a little bit. But I mean, obviously, it yeah. hasn't helped much. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, out of all the teams that are at the bottom of the barrel, I would say they were a little bit of the most disappointing to me. Yeah, I think there's some promising players there, though. Jalen Green, obviously, you know, not in Rookie of the Year talks really, but I think he's got he's got potential. And yeah, then, he's not having a year at all. 
Yeah, Alper and Shangun. I actually kind of like him because I saw that video of him in the post with Hakeem training. So if he's using his resources, man, he seems like he has some talent as well. Yeah, and he then, does. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a long process for them after what they did when they traded for traded James Harden to the Nets. Yeah. You know, we'll see what these picks fall. They're gonna have a high pick this year, so yeah, they'll get a good sure. player, and we'll hopefully we'll see how it goes for them. Hopefully, we'll see. Let's move it on to the Oklahoma City Thunder here. The SGA and Josh Giddy show a game and a team in which we saw live this year together. Another yeah. vlog, a great one. We did, we did. Uh, SGA, we you know, did. having another solid statistical season 23 points a game, five and a half assists, five rebounds, but uh, again, only shooting 42 percent. I feel like you know, your boy Darius Baisley, uh, God, he doesn't God. spread the floor. Not I'm, not big, I'm not big on Baisley at all. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I honestly, I'm going to be quite honest with you. This is the team that I thought was going to be by far the worst in the league. And they, they, the shy, I underestimated shy. I, underestimated, I underestimated Josh Giddy. I honestly underestimated Luke Dort as well as a scoring factor, because I, I mean, when you know me, I'm, I personally am a Russell Westbrook fan. So Luke Dort was there when Russ and James Harden were playing against OKC, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah, Lou right. Dort put a 30 in the last game or something. And that was the only time I thought I'd ever see Lou Dort score like that. And he definitely has proved us wrong all throughout this year because they should be having a lot more of a disappointing season. I believe they're the youngest team in the league. But when I watched them, um, I mean, they beat the Lakers twice by 20, I think. They yeah. came back from games that they should not have. The game that we even watched, they, it was a great game. They put up a great fight. Um, I don't think they beat the Lakers by 20. It was just two close games that they beat them. It was. Or maybe they came back yeah, from 20. Maybe my memory's Yeah, they had a comeback. Exactly. They had a comeback. Yeah, yeah. it was something, it was something like they that. They came back twice, I, just, I think. They did. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was two yeah. times. It was like deja vu kind of sort of. But, um, yeah, it's just like when you watch games like that, like the Rockets have not had a game like that this year. The Magic have not had a game this year like that this year. And the Pistons have definitely not had any games like that this year. So, um, I think they definitely are moving in the right direction. I mean, it's just like going back to the main point. You need star power in this league yeah. to be. And uh, Shy is definitely star power, but he's obviously not an all star yet. Um, Josh Giddy is getting there as well. I think he's he's doing phenomenal for one of the better star. rookies for sure. One of the better yeah. rookies. Yeah, for sure. He creeped into the rookie of the year candidate candidacy for sure. 12, 12 points, eight rebounds, six assists. That's first year. That's pretty damn good. Um, that, those nine, are, only 19 yeah. years old. That's those are pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So let's go to a team that's just not very exciting. Another team, though, that we saw live this year, the San Antonio Spurs. And honestly, yeah. it's just been the DeJounte Murray show. I think they're achieving around yeah. what I expected. Uh, he's just like great. Total. So just give me your thoughts on Murray real quick, and then we'll go to the next team. I love Murray. I'm not going to lie. He, he, he. If I'm being honest, like I said, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan, and he kind of resembles Russ a little bit the most out of anybody I've seen in recent years, just with that dog killer mentality. I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to defend. I'm going to play hard. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to shoot, and I'm just going to take it to your chest. You know, I, I love that about him. I love that he got in the All-Star game. He actually did really good in the All-Star game. I didn't even notice. I mean, everybody does good in the All-Star game. It's hard to do bad, but I think he had, like, 20 points, like, silently and was in, like, very clutch minutes, so – I mean, that just shows a little bit of promise for the Spurs. Um, I just, like you said, it's just his it's his world over there. And he's, you know, a bottom-tier all-star right now, which is not anything bad. It's not anything to, you know, daunt on. But um, I just, uh, when I watch them, I don't see I don't see much. I, 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 I see, like, they have players that have great nights against great teams, but 
they're not great players, you know, at the end of the day, outside of uh, DeJounte yeah. Murray, I'm sorry. And Jacopoto, I like Jacopoto, but, um, you know, it's just they're not they, – I feel bad for Pop because they just don't have, you know – They don't have the talent. They don't have the talent. That we've seen them have in the past, what, 10, 15, 20, 30 years? 20 years. 20 years yeah. plus. Like, you know, it was just – and their attendance is not doing great. It just re- really yeah. goes to show the point I made in the preview of the season. It's yeah. like – Pop is great, man, but you can't win in this basketball. You need stars, man. And Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu sometimes, in my opinion, you know, get slighted because of the coach. Yeah. Let's talk about a team that's been in the talks a lot this season, but a lot of talk about them this season, I should say, but not for reasons having to do with on the court. In the beginning, I saw them play. There's a vlog up very early in the season. They came to L.A., the Staples Center, and got wrecked. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, especially Damian Lillard, seemed like he was really struggling with either the new rules or coming off an injury. We clearly found out later he had an abdomen issue, and now he's been ruled out for the season, having only played 29 games. He was averaging 24 points a game on 40% shooting, which doesn't sound horrendous, but it's his worst. It's his lowest lowest PPG since the 2015 season when LaMarcus Aldridge was still there, and he's shooting – that's a career low 40%. Last year he shot 39% from deep. This year, 32. So Damian Lillard is looking like, and we like Damian Lillard, man. It looks like he's starting to hit a decline. Uh, The rules may have affected him. And he, you know, he wanted to stay. He didn't want to join up with LeBron and AD. There were talks that that was the choice before Westbrook that LeBron and AD wanted. He didn't want to go be on a super team. That's Dame's thing. But he did not seem very happy this year. He seemed pretty disgruntled. Seems like he's, like, trying. He doesn't want to ask for a trade, but he may want to. In the end, the Blazers traded his boy CJ McCollum and finally made a move. Also yeah. traded Norman Powell to us. I've talked about a lot. Give me I'm your thoughts. I'd say from the Blazers side, they say they don't want. It seems like they don't want to rebuild. They want to retool around Dame. Just give me your thoughts on the CJ move and the direction that they're going in. And we also have to give a shout out to Anthony Simons, who has really yeah. performed this season. Yeah. I think it's part of the biggest reason why they traded Powell and got his contract yeah. off the books. Because Simon is averaging 17 points a game this season, which is – he's gotten a chance with these injuries. Phenomenal. And it's Phenomenal. over – it's almost 10 full points more than last season. So, career high, obviously. Exactly. He could be, honestly, a candidate for – Yeah? No, yeah. I was just going to say – I was going to say he's having like a like a, a shy, relatable breakout season to me. Because, like, when shy traded – when Shy got traded to OKC, you know, me and you, we had the dialogue, and I was not big on it. I was like, oh, my God, OKC won that trade. I mean, OKC lost that trade. Why would you give I mean, them Paul George? I still, I still think until they see the picks, they've lost the trade. I believe – no, 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 for sure. But it's not as wide as a gap anymore to me uh-huh. at all. And that's just the vibe that I get from Simmons, you know, because I'm sitting here thinking, why would you trade, you know, while while you're tanking – well, you know, not tanking, but your best player's out, you trade away your second best player, and then you trade away your third best player – it's like, you know, what kind of sense does that make? But, you know, Simmons is just making a case for, um, you know, validating that trade. And I really do. I, 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 I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. I just, I just, I still am a little mind boggled at the trade because, you know, I'm watching CJ now in New Orleans and I was thinking maybe something was wrong with them. Maybe, you know, he was on the decline and, you know, they just didn't want him anymore. Obviously, that's not the case for Norman Powell. I don't know what his injury had to do with anything. Maybe they, you know, detected it. I don't know. But neither of those two were on the decline. There was not really much reason. I mean, and then on top of that, I don't remember any of either of them being in trade talks the whole year anyways. Like, 
CJ's been on the trade talks, you know, for the past few years or whatever. But yeah. I feel like this year it wasn't as prominent as past years, as previous years, you know. So I was just a little shocked. I was I was I was a little little confused. Um, but I mean, the more I see Simmons play, the more I watch them play. Um, I saw them beat the Lakers when you know the Lakers probably should have beat them by twenty. I saw them beat. Yeah. I forgot what other team I saw them beat, but I was it was like back to back. It was like they beat the Lakers and they beat another team, and it was just like who who what, you check the stat, you check you check the box after, and it's just Simmons, Simmons, Simmons all over the place. And Nurkic, you know, he Nurkic is obviously a great player as well, but um, yeah, I think I think Simmons is definitely a problem. Has definitely has a promise for future. I think he could honestly be better, be better. Be a better second man piece to Dame than CJ ever was, to be honest. You, if, if you, they think, get... you think Dame's gonna stick around this offseason? He wants who? you said who? Dame, you think he's gonna stick around oh, this offseason? Uh, no yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I, I I've been seeing him in the media and it's been a little I don't know, because I see Dame as like the fiercest competitor there is, but then he says stuff like loyalty is the ultimate championship and I don't need to go anywhere to, you know, validate myself and this, this, and that. And I just, you know, when Russell Westbrook says stuff like that early in the year, people bash him for it, but people, you know, praise Dane for it. I, I just don't get it because, I mean, I understand being loyal. I understand staying with one team for your whole, you know, career. But, I mean, even people like Kobe, like, wanted to – I, I mean, I'm not going to speculate and say he wanted to trade, but I definitely do remember there was some time yeah. where Kobe was debating it. He even tried to recruit Dirk, and Dirk was debating it at one point. You know, so even all these legends that stay with their teams for however long, you know, you're human. You know, you want you want, yeah. you want want to be successful. You want to succeed. And I just don't see the Blazers succeeding. And, I mean, if that's what Dame's okay with, um, then that's what he's okay with. I, I just don't see any – I don't see him getting a second man coming to Portland and really exactly. taking such a pay cut, you know, if, if need be. No, so they have cap space. It's just like who goes to what free age, huge free agent signs in Portland, you know? Nobody has ever showed any kind of interest, you know? Like, I, I've just never yeah. – and then they trade away the two people that I feel like have all-star potential, you know? And I don't know. It's just a little confusing. But, I mean, I'm not the owner. I'm not the GM. You know, I don't, I, I don't know what they got up their sleeve. So, um, you know, hopefully they figure it out over there. Yeah. Let's go to a team that's actually really disappointing wanted me this season i thought they would be the ninth seed because they always seem to be in that mix of playing teams or just making the playoffs but this year it really fell apart for them they lost a lot of close yeah. games to start the season I was just chris say duarte, that, yeah. including the game that chris chris duarte got almost uh, against the lakers where he almost had a four-point play to win the game and then mm -hmm. you know i thought this team really was surround or dependent on the health of sabonis brogdon karis Levert, yeah and miles turner and yeah, it's and just been a grind for them. You know, Malcolm Brogdon has only played 28 games. And Sabonis actually had a, had a pretty good season, has had a pretty good season in terms of health. But Karis yeah, Leonard, I know, missed some games. And they're just not very deep. So when they don't have those guys, it's just – and a plus, even at their best, like that's a mediocre team. It's a solid team. It's a playoff team. But, you know, I was saying – I was holding out hope for TJ Warren. But now it looks like they're going yard sale – and they traded yeah. their best player yeah. for Tyrese yeah. Halliburton. You were one of the few people I know that was that thought that Sacramento won the trade. And a lot of people, yeah. Kings fans, were livid about Halliburton. So yeah. let me know what your thoughts are here. I, I still, honestly, if I'm being real, until it pans out, until maybe the end of the year where we can see, you know, the difference in records, um, I still think that the Kings won that trade. I am very, very, very big on Sabonis. I'm a little biased because he played in a – and OKC with Russ, so I want to see anybody who you know played on that team flourish. And 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 he's just he's just a, he's I mean I mean he's just a monster. I was I was very disappointed that he was gone. Uh, 
But honestly, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. At the beginning of the season, I thought the Pacers could have been a three, maybe four seed. I, I did not. Wow, think they really? I, I had them as like my ninth seed. I, I like them. I just like the setup of the team, you know, and, and I just feel like with two big men like Miles Turner and Sabonis, obviously Sabonis isn't there anymore, but I just feel like with two big men like that that are both dominant on the boards and then you have Miles Turner who's probably the first, if not second, best shot blocker in the league, um, clogging the paint up like that, you know, you're going to have a little bit more success, you know, just regardless because nobody plays – that style of basketball anymore besides the Cavs. And we see how the Cavs turned out um, when they got a second big man like that. Well, Jared Allen too, but um, Jared Allen, I just, I just, anyways, I just feel like the Pacers, they, they could have been a lot more successful than they are. Um, I mean, like we said, we, they, they, they traded away for, you know, Halliburton for some youth um, and Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill actually has been having a hell of a season too uh, on the Pacers. I think he almost had a 40 point game the other day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's a little disappointing. They're definitely one of the more disappointing teams that I've I've watched throughout the year. And then, like you said, every game I watch them, it's close, man. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's just like they don't have that go to. You think that is Brock? Yeah. Levert. You think that is Sabonis? You know, but maybe just having all that together mixed in is just you know hard. It's hard on a coach. It's hard. It's hard on a personnel. Um, I mean, on a coaching personnel, on a staff, you know, and they've, so it, they've had twenty-seven players suit up for them this season. That's yeah, a lot. you know, you know, and, and, some, and some of them like uh, Dwayne Washington. I know he was he, he, he killed he, the Clippers one game. It was ridiculous. He gets hot. Yeah, he like players like him. He's been good. Uh, maybe it's, it's going to be, be it's rebuild though. Now it's going to be rebuild season is, for sure, for sure. And I'm looking forward to it because I. I, I I don't know what it is, but I have a little – maybe because they're like the underdogs and I just want to see any underdogs succeed. But I I feel like the, I've always been – I've been a little biased towards the Pacers for some reason. I just really – I just – I don't know. I want to see them succeed because I just feel like they have the talent. You know? They don't have the superstar. They don't have, you know, anybody outside of Sabonis. Karis LeVert, he was a bit of a star, you know, like a superstar. Um, but, yeah, I just yeah, – I just Halliburton, though. Yeah, I just – I gotta see it out of Halliburton first before I I I, I deem you know him as yeah. good as everybody thinks he's gonna be because I, I like him. I, don't get me wrong, I like him, but I don't see him being I don't know better than Sabonis right now. I guess I, as a guard. I know, no. Fair. I know a lot of people are gonna be wanting to go for Miles Turner this summer, so it's yeah. it's gonna be yeah, very I interesting. Would. I would. I like I like Miles Turner. He's a dog. He's a dog, and he averages the most blocks in the league. I mean. You can have somebody that gives you three extra possessions a game. I mean, why not? You know. Yes, sir. He is. Yeah, yeah I think he does. Lead. He's been one of the top shot bloggers in the league for a couple of years now. Let's go over to the Wizards, though, who have had a roller coaster of a season. They started out with the number one record in the East, but through like 15, 16 games, Kuzma was flourishing, Montrader was flourishing. You know, they had Daniel Gafford in there. Denny Obdi mm-hmm. has been healthier. Beal was sacrificing, but still scoring 20 plus points. And Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie was off to a solid start. But ever yeah. since then, they have fallen off a cliff. They've kind of, re- you know, kind of regressed to what I think people expected of them. Most people thought of yeah. them. I had them as a 13 seed, yeah. but the wheels fell off the wagon because people have said, you know, multiple reports that there's been fighting all season within the locker room. The two names, biggest names, it seems, that were mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's no longer on the team as we're recording this, and Bradley Beal. And I can see why that's a thing. You know, both, you know, with Spencer, he's a guy that in the teams that he's been on with the Nets, 
It was, yeah. He's only been on the Nets, right? Yeah, it's only Nets and it was yeah. Nets and then the Wiz. But he was yeah. a guy that with 2019 and 20, he really had a lot, especially that year 20 when Kyrie got injured in the bubble. He was really, oh, I don't think he was playing in the bubble actually. It was before the bubble. He was controlling the ship. He's a guy that yeah. is running your offense, running pick and rolls. Yeah. And I think Beal is the guy that, you know, this is his team. And I can yeah. see that being a thing. Obviously, you know, Thomas Bryan and Rui Hachimura didn't play their first games of the season until 2022. So that they haven't had them. I think they just got off to a good start. But now, you know, yeah. they had that 35-point comeback that they allowed to the Clippers. And, yeah. man, I was listening to okay. a space on Twitter, and they were killing Bradley Beal. I know really? it goes back to what I said last season. La he doesn't really lead by example to me. He's not a leader. Uh, no. Wall and Westbrook really led the teams. He doesn't set a yeah. tone on defense at all. He scores points throughout the game, but I remember last season. I you can go back to my recaps, guys. I did the Wizards with because of Westbrook last season, mm -hmm. and it's just there weren't games where like Beal would take over. Beal would score a ton of points to make you call a timeout to when you're that's winning. Hot. You yeah. know, yeah. It's just his points didn't have to. I don't like to use the word empty stats because I feel like that's harsh because it's not easy to lead the league in scoring and average thirty. But for anybody that's averaged thirty that I've seen, man, it just seemed like. That team ran when Russ ran. Like when Russ yeah. came back and started playing well, they made the playoffs. So give me your thoughts on the Wizards. You've been able to catch any of their games? and what's Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I honestly, I mean, I obviously I watched them a little bit more uh, in the beginning of the season when they were a little better, which is why I wasn't even aware of the conflict that was going on. But the conflict doesn't make sense to me because I feel like Bradley Bill had – I mean, and not to say that person I – mean, everybody has different personalities, of course. But, I mean – Bradley Beal has played with only ball dominant, not maybe not ball dominant, but I mean, even when John Wall was there, him and March and Gortat were going to, getting into it because Gortat was saying John Wall didn't pass the ball enough and he wasn't a good teammate and he wasn't this and that. But it seemed like John Wall and Bradley Beal were the best of friends. And then, you know, Russell Westbrook comes by, who is probably the most ball dominant point guard that, you know, of the past however many years. And Bradley Beal had his best year of his career. The Wizards make the playoffs and they actually get a game or two off against the 76ers, I think. Yeah, one um, game. Yeah, you know, and so it's like I don't, I don't, and Spencer didn't. We, I mean, maybe it's just because his ego is bigger than, um, you know, he what has he all star confidence. Yeah, you know, his confidence and the ego is is bigger than what he provides to the team, and maybe it's just yeah. vice versa with Russ and John Wall. Maybe you know they made Bradley Bill feel like this is your team. You know, I'm just here to be the point guard, and I think Spencer, they, Spencer though, he's like an attack first point guard, and he's yeah, coming he off of surgery, and he's shooting 37% from the field. Like, he's not been the same at all, and no, that's yeah. the thing about Spence. He started out pretty well, but he, he looked – what's up? No, I was going to say, when I watched, he's looked good. He's looked good. I mean, he doesn't look great, but, I mean, he's putting points on the board. He's making good plays. He's 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 playing under, you know, under his tempo. He's not going out of his game. When I watched the Wizards, they, they, look, they look like a team that could, you know, compete with maybe not the best of them, but, um, you know, a good majority of the league. And uh, they just could – they just I mean, just to keep it simple, they could not – it was just – that was just not the case. Yeah, I mean, Spencer, I when I watched him in the beginning of the season, he looked good. But then when I saw him recently, uh, when we came back from 35 down, he just did not look like himself. He looked like he had lost his confidence. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. Like, he was forcing it. He was really forcing it. It just didn't yeah. look like it was natural for him. Yeah. Uh, like he usually has been. The only thing I'll say about these guys is, so they traded Montrader to the Charlotte Hornets. Beal's yep. out for the season with the wrist yep. surgery. So they're, it's just, they're, they're a team that's in the middle. You know, is Beal going to, like Beal's kind of holding the team hostage. They got to get rid of him, honestly. Yeah. I think it's for the best now for the Wizards to just take him out of here. Yeah.
seriously, and get something, and get get something, something for him. Yeah. Yeah, they just got Chris Depp's Porzingis. They just got Chris Depp's Porzingis. I think that's going to be really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, to say but the least. To say it's going to be least. a next season. It's going to be a next season thing. The Wizards are not going to make the plan. Do you think they're going to make it? No. I mean, what what's the what does it look like right now? I, I forgot what the standings look like before All Star Weekend, but um, so they're I know 11th. They they're eleventh right now. They're four games under five hundred, and, and the Hawks are two games under. And the two Hawks are two games under 500, but the, the Knicks are also two and a half games behind them. Oh, the Knicks. They might catch the Knicks, but they're not catching the Hawks. No, the Knicks are, Knicks are, no, the Knicks are be, below the Wizards. Oh, no. I was just saying that they'll probably surpass them by who's season's end. Who's 10th then? Who's, who are the Wizards fighting? Hawks. No, they're not beating the Hawks out. The Hawks are on a yeah. roll right now. The Hawks are on a roll right now. The Hawks were like 13th, and they jumped up right before All-Star Weekend, and that's all you need. That's all you need, just some momentum going into All Star Weekend. So I don't think they're catching. I don't. I don't see the Wizards. I don't even want the Wizards to make the playoffs. I mean, no disrespect or anything, but they're just not an interesting yeah. team. I'd yeah, much rather see the Hawks and the Hornets. Let's talk about another team that it's been really weird. You know, we I talked to guy the guy from Propel's talk, Justin, before the season. Zion, it's, it was a whole fiasco. It's only gotten more ridiculous. Yeah, he has not played a single game. He's been out the yeah. whole year. He's looked yeah. out of shape. When people take, you know, he's been a huge point of media memes and stuff how big he is it's a huge joke now it's like and now there's rumors rumors that he doesn't want to be in new orleans but you know jj jj yeah, insinuated that with calling that cj McC- that he didn't contact cj mccullum it's it's brandon ingram has been left on an island Jonas valanciunas is a good is a good player having a good season herb jones and trey murphy are good rookies i've seen them play once and they killed us when Jonas valanciunas went dirt nowitzki on us in the vlog check that out Devontae Graham. What's up? Devontae Graham. He's been all right. He hasn't been nothing special this year. The main move, though, is bringing in C.J. McCollum. Trading Josh Hart. You're bringing in C.J. McCollum, who is giving you next season, if Zion can get healthy, a real big three. All three guys. Well, C.J. McCollum has never made an all-star team, but he is definitely an all-star caliber player. You know, Brandon Ingram has another guy that can score. How will they all work together when they – when they play well we need zion to get on the court so what do you think of the move to get cj and the season they're having they're currently in 12th can they make a run for that 10 spot and get in instead of the portland trailblazers who are only about two games above them okay i can see that i like that actually i kind of like that i think they do honestly because like i mentioned earlier cj's He's been having a year on the Pelicans. I mean, he's it's a very, very small sample size right now. Yeah, but from what I've been seeing, twenty eight points on the Pels. Yeah, yeah, like he's you know what I'm what I'm seeing right now. He came and it's like one A one B with Brandon Ingram right now. You know, usually when you come onto a team, um, it's a little hard to mesh in together and you know to get a win or two out. You know, especially when um, you have ball dominant people like CJ and 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 Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram can pass. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely a back to the basket, off the dribble kind of guy, you know, like I'm going to get mine up. And then if, if anybody else is open at the time, you know, I'm going to make a good pass, make the right play. Um, but I think that it can mesh well. I think, honestly, um, they they have a lot of potential between uh, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and CJ McCollum. That is a dirty dupe. That's a dirty trio right there. I, I, I can't even be – I can't even lie to you. I, I get a little bit of Jaron Jackson, not literally, not not same play styles, but Jaron Jackson, Ja, and um, – and Steven Adams there, you know, just 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 the kind of personnel that they have, the potential that there's there. Who's Jaron Jackson though in this situation? 
I see the Valentinus. Uh, Valentinus uh, was traded for Steven Adams, but yeah, that's very similar. Two wings. Yeah, that's very similar. But jo- I mean, jo- Jaron Jackson obviously isn't the same kind of player as um, Brandon Ingram, but I just like the way that those three mesh together. I like the way that they're obviously flourishing right now. Um, but I, I see a lot of potential in it. I mean, I would much rather. I mean, not no disrespect to the Portland Trailers, but I would much rather see a, a Zion list uh, Pelicans team make the playoffs um, the than Trailers. Yeah, than the Blazers because I think that they can actually shake something up. You know, they might in the play in the play in give you know the Clippers or the Lakers or whoever else makes the play in a run for their money. Because I mean, let's be honest, between Brandon Ingram, CJ, and Jonas Valanciunas, and then all the role players that they have, that's a good that's a good starting that's a good trio. I mean, I mean that's that's those are three people who can give you twenty points a night like, I mean, on a consistent basis. They are they all have they all can and and I mean I, I'm sure we will see a night where they all will. My question is before we move on to the Hornets. Zion, what you know? What's your thoughts on this guy, man? I'm disappointed. I mean, I like, I love Zion. I love seeing him beat up on little kids in high school, and then doing the same in, at Duke. And I don't know. I, I I've been hearing a lot of Greg Oden talk, and I I just, oh. I close my ears when I hear it because I do I don't want to see that at all. I want to see him be great. He was averaging what like 27, 28 points the year that he played. I mean, it's like damn, like. Like, is this really happening, you know, in front of our eyes? Because who would have thought, you know? I mean, you, you could have probably guessed being 300 pounds and 6'8 and jumping that high every time, you know, is not good for your health. But I don't By the way, if anybody watches this a, a couple years later, Brandon Ingram is not an all-star because he's on a bad team. But Brandon Ingram's having a good season. So yeah, I just wanted to yeah. point that out there for everybody. It's, I wouldn't have been mad move. if it was him over DeJounte Murray. But, yeah. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets, and I don't want to spend too much time on them just because they're achieving exactly what I thought. The yeah. real Lamelo's having a great year. He made the All Star yeah. team on a replacement. Adam Silver chose him, I think, because he's exciting. But you can make a case for him. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier have been healthy this season. Uh, they don't have too much depth, though. That's why they made a move to get Mon Trader. I think Kelly Oubre is having a slightly better year than last year. It looks like it's statistically he's averaging 16 points, and every time I've seen him, he's played better. Mason Plumley's been their starting center. He's been good. He's played 51 games. P.J. Washington, they don't really have a backup big, though. And P.J. Washington, you know, he's played 43 games. He's only started six. He's only averaging 10 points. Like, this guy was a lottery pick. Like, yeah. he's not really panning out. He's just becoming he's just a pick-and-pop guy, I guess. Who yeah. I, I'm guessing he doesn't play more because of defense. Yeah, but the real story of this team has been Miles Bridges. And the guy that, in my opinion, should be the most improved player this season. Give me your sure. thoughts on this team real For quick. sure. I'm a I'm a Michigan State guy to to the day I die. I mean, I have no really real affiliation with them, but I just have always loved Tom Izzo and the way that he produces his people. And between all the people in the league that are right now at a, from Michigan State, they're all dogs. I mean, they're all just like they're all just dogs. Jaron Jackson, uh, Draymond Green, Miles Bridges. You know, I love I love Miles Bridges. And I'm so good that he. I'm so happy that he's flourishing right now. Every time I watch them. Um, it seems like he's their one. It seems like he he like if they need a bucket, they're going to go to him. And and at, and at times, it also does seem like Terry Rozier, rightfully so, because Terry Rozier does know how to get a bucket. He knows how to maneuver his way through um, a defense and, and and make the right play at the end of the day. And I think Miles is just a little younger, and he makes a little bit of a a bonehead play sometimes. He he goes for a highlight reel a little bit too much. Um, maybe not a little bit too much because he is a walking yeah. highlight reel. Um, at the end of the day, he is young. He's going to make mistakes, as does Lamelo. Lamelo is really uh, overachieving from, to my standards. So I did not see him doing too well um, coming out the bat. You know, rookie year, sophomore year. He became an all star before his brother. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not as surprising to me. Yeah, I never me saw Lonzo as an all-star, but I definitely can't say that uh, just the fact that he is an all-star is surprising to me in the second year, for sure. But I, I'm loving the Hornets right now. I love the trade for Montreal, Montrez. Um, I think he's he's gonna he adds exactly what they needed to their team. Like you said, a backup big man that just comes in and provides that dog. Because I know that they're one of the best offenses. He's, he's from there too. He's from Carolina. Oh, I, so. I didn't know. Well, that's a good plus. That's a big plus. Yeah, he seems a lot happier. He and I think he was one of the people that was arguing uh, in the locker room as well. I know he he's one of those guys that will stand up to BS yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely been in a locker room. He's had yeah. issues with guys in the past, let's put it that way. Miles Bridges, by the way, people have been talking about most improved. To me, it's not a contest now that I'm looking at the stats. He averaged 13 points last year. He's averaging 20 this year uh, on 48% shooting. What you I've say? heard. Said people have been arguing DeJounte Murray from what I've heard. Ooh, he could, he well. could be one. He could yeah. be one as well. So one of those yeah. two. Uh, I think I saw a little bit more in Murray, but that, maybe that's just me. Yeah. But he would, I'd say Miles Bridges would be my would be my pick. Gordon Hayward has played 48 games out of 60, which is not bad. But now he got injured, you know, February yeah. 9th, out indefinitely. Uh, I think this team will finish in the playing spots. I think they'll be in the seating. But really, it's like if the Knicks, who are that gives us that segues us perfectly into the next team, the Knicks mm-hmm. can try to get something going here and surpass them, but. The Knicks have had their own issues this season. Yeah. And yeah. I I mean, I've talked about them at length this season, and I think it all starts with Julius Randle. Uh, he has had a really weird season. He's not hitting the jump. I, I already think that he his issue to me offensively, first of all, he's just not a number one guy, and everyone knows that. Yeah. He, he played out of his skin last year in terms of hitting contested shots. He's gotten a lot better, but he was hitting contested jumpers. I always yeah. thought he posted up too high. Yeah. He started his move too high, where the whole defense can load up and just – Watch him while everyone stands around. Yeah. But it's like, I don't think everyone knows what Randall wants to do. He wants to drive to his left yeah. hand. Yeah. And if he gets to his right, he likes to pull up. But I'm living with a contested jumper from Randall if I'm the defense. Whereas when he catches it, you know, I'm always a fan of bigger guys catching it in the low post. So then if you're doubling from the top, you got to come all the way down. You know, it's a bigger rotation, a bigger, longer distance to help, you know, then everybody just loading up and looking at him. But yeah. not hitting those same jump shots. They brought in Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker for offense because that's what they lacked last season, but they have lost a defensive component that made them so great last season. People have said that they can't defend. Last year, they literally won games on defense, and I think a lot of that starts on the top with Randall and his effort, and he's gotten booed this season by the fans. He has had emotional outbursts. You know, he had he had apologized to the fans. He's been and playing better and- recently. What'd you say? I was And he apologized and then goes and does the same thing. It's just so weird. Yeah, he's had moments where he didn't help teammates up when everyone other teammates did. You know, it's been a wild ride for Julius Randle and the Knicks. Uh, Derek Rose being injured really hurt them as well. But yeah, they can't defend. Thibodeau's been under some heat as well from the fans. And then Obi Toppin's having a better season, but you know, Nerlens Noel has missed games. It's been it's been a wild ride. The only positive I'd say besides Obi Toppin has also been. And also uh, Quinton Grimes was has also been R.J. Barrett, who had a huge game against the Clippers and the Lakers. He, I said he could be an all-star on my podcast in a couple of years. Um, maybe it's Not time that they start shifting it towards towards R.J. RJ. But Randall, he's he, he got really hyped up after last season, you know, like yeah, really hyped up. What are your thoughts on the Knicks, man? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think in the, at least the past few months, the Knicks are probably one of the teams I've been watching them more than others. 
for God knows what reason. I don't know what attracts them to their 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 game. It's just something to watch, I guess. I don't know, but they are the probably the weirdest team this year because I feel like, and we had this dialogue a little earlier. I feel like their 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 scoring is. And as weird as it sounds, too evenly dispersed. Like nobody on their team, and as much as you want to think Julius Randle really is that much more of a better score than anybody else on their team, I think that's the problem because there's times where I'll watch and people like Alec Burks is coming down the floor taking every shot. You know, and no, 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 you know, no disrespect to Alec Burks. He's a great player. I think he's one of the better scorers on that team for sure. But when I see him, Emmanuel quickly grimes, like you said. Um, even like I'll see like Obi Toppin take you know a wild wacky shot, and it's just like that was not supposed to be in this offensive scheme. You know, it's just they do stuff based on the fact that they all think that they can do it. You know, and they don't yeah, have I, that. I don't know if Julius yeah. Randall. I don't know if Julius Randall is a vocal leader. I don't know if he you know has taken that role or who has taken that role because they don't have much vets on the team. I know Taj Gibson. I know Derrick Rose, obviously Kimba Walker. Um, but none of those guys to me, I mean, Taj Gibson, maybe more than others aren't vocal. I know that De- we all know Derrick Rose isn't as vocal as, you know, yeah, you know, definitely. other vets. Kimba Walker, you know, he, he leads by example. He's definitely a leader. Yeah. By example. You know, he took, he took it to the chin, sat on the bench earlier this year, but um, I just yeah. don't know who is getting them all in line because when I watch, they look like a, very skilled and talented AAU team, you know, like they're just out there running around, so sh- shooting shots that you know they probably make in practice thousands of times. You know, I, granted that they're all NBA players, they're all great, they're all good scores, but between like Evan Fournier, Kimball Walker, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, Alec Burks, Julius Randle, even even the fact that I'm naming all these people, that's already too much. Like that's all you're all trying to get fourteen to fifteen a game, trying to shoot. You know, forty percent. That's not. That's not. That's not going to work. You know, that's just. That's, that's a just- very, very interesting point because they ha- they don't have one guy on their team who averages twenty points. Julius Randle yeah, basically you round no, up. I'm sure they all. They have at least four to five that average in between ten and twenty. They do, and it's Julius Randle this season rounding up. It's he's averaging nineteen point eight, so round up to twenty. So he's basically averaging twenty and ten. But mm-hmm. last year he averaged twenty four and ten. He yeah. shot forty five and a half percent this year, forty two percent. And yeah. last year the outlier. Forty-one percent from three yeah. this year, thirty percent, which is much more like his, the rest of his career. High twenties, low thirties this year. From I don't even know the statistics, but I, from what I see, he just shoots. He just shoots. He just he just shoots, and it's just empty-minded. It's just like what, like you, you like this is not the four seed Knicks that we saw last year. You know, this is not. You know, I just I don't know. I I they're the wackiest team in the league that I've watched for sure. And um, everyone knows that Julius Randle. Like they're all scheming for Randall now, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that he's a star like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's nothing. I, it's, again, no disrespect to Julius, who's a really good player. I always liked Julius Randall, but he's yeah. not a star. Like he's he needs somebody better than him. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. been put in a yeah, position because sure. he had an, a great 41 percent from three. Like that's insane. I didn't even remember that yeah. that was it was that high. But that's yeah, it's good. been a train wreck. If they can get Derrick Rose back, I don't know what his status is. They can maybe make the run at the play-in, but. It's been a disaster, man. But R.J. Barrett averaging 18 points. He's improving. R.J. Barrett has definitely been a bright spot for them. I'm not going to lie. I, I was never big on R.J. Barrett. I think his game is – well, I thought his game was very statued. I thought he was very boxy, you know, when he was with his movement. Um, 
but he's definitely showing some bright spots. He's definitely shooting better, which is which is helping him play better because people are taking his shot a little bit more seriously and his game is more aggressive, drive to the hole kind of game. So he's able to pump fake, you know, get two dribble, one dribble to the hole. Um, and he's long. He's six seven. He's he's yeah. he's, uh, he's plays he's, defense uh, too, which I like. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's a he's a uh, what's the word? Athletic. I'm sorry, so I'm blanking yeah. out. He's athletic, and so that obviously obviously always helps with defense. Um, and he does guard. I want to say out of everybody on that team, consistently, he's the one guarding the best player on the other yeah. team. Seems um, like it. And you might see him in like in in, in other people's highlight reels, you know, of hitting game winners. I know Kyrie hit a game winner on him. Jimmy Butler hit a game winner on him. And this might have been last year, but you know, it's because he's taking that 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 step to guard. Yeah, that yeah. challenge to guard these people. Um, and whenever I watch, he is really the only one consistent. Him and Mitchell Robinson, but that goes without being said. Mitchell Robinson is a great defender. That's really all about he's great at. Um, but yeah, those two, they're 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 keeping that team alive uh, defensively at least. Offensively, I don't really know what they got going on. It literally just looked like a whole bunch of guys just going out there trying to score 15 points a game. Um, so yeah. Let's go to a team that is the exact opposite that mm-hmm. the Knicks were last year. The team that knocked them out. The team that's, in my opinion, been the most disappointing team in the league besides the Lakers and besides the Lakers, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. The team that made it to the conference finals last year returned the, the same roster basically and has had a train wreck of a season. Yeah. They started out slow. They had DeAndre Hunter, you know, out yeah. for a large period of time. Again, after last season, he had, you know, problems uh, staying healthy. They lost Tony Snell, who came in and did a really good job for them at 3 and D last year. And they've admittedly said multiple times, Trey Young, and I think, I don't remember who else, John Collins maybe, said, I know Trey Young said, it's hard, you know, when you've played in Eastern Conference Finals games to just get up for a regular season game. Like this oh, is what separates. This is what separates guys like the Spurs that we were talking about earlier from the past. You know, every single year you're gonna get teams shots now. People know the Hawks are good. Yeah, you got to be prepared for that. And last, yeah. you know, there's no more sneaking up on teams. You no. know, Clint. There's, there's been a lot of COVID issues with that team. You know, Lou Williams and Gallinari look past it. Gallinari is shooting his worst percentage since the year he was with us when he was injured all the time before the 2019 team. Lou, Lou Williams is only averaging six points a game. And Bogdanovich yeah, yeah. has had a little statistical drop-off as well. Capella had a great season last year. You know, his stats look good this season, but not like they were last season. And they are the, you know, by defensive rating, third worst team in the league defensively in the entire NBA. I'm not surprised. Trey Young having a great statistical season again. He does not set any tone on defense. We already know that. Last year they were able to to uh, get away with it. Kevin Herter, similar season. Collins is not really improving. I really like John Collins though, but it just seems like at least statistically he's not, and it seems like he's still inconsistent. So give me your thoughts on this team. How much have you watched of them? DeAndre Hunter's back, and they've started rolling. They were seven games below 500, and then they won seven games in a row. They've won two games going into the All Star break. They're getting it together, but they still. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a real sprint to the finish line for the Hawks to see if they can pick up that form because yeah. their fans, especially a lot of them on Twitter, are hilarious. They really have so much confidence in this team; they can still pull something off. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, I, I I mean, do you blame them? They were what? No, the, I don't. They were the seventh seed last year, or the sixth seed, or fifth seed. I don't remember, fifth but they were seed. definitely they they didn't have home court advantage, not one playoff series. And yeah. I mean, look where that got them, you know. And so I, I don't blame any Atlanta fans for having the faith that they do. I, I would too, if I had Trey Young on my team, the way that he played in his first playoffs. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I just to piggyback off of what you said, their defense is just atrocious. Every time I watch, I've watched a good amount of them. Um, and from what I see, you know, it's just no, every game, either them or the other team is scoring 120 points. You know, they're one of those teams that it's just, there's points on the board. You got to outscore me, you know, and they play quick. They play fast. They usually play four guards or four wings at least. Um, Traded Cam Reddish. I mean, that was a big yeah, move for Kevin. Yeah, I didn't really get that. I mean, I understand yeah, I like that he he's somewhere else and he wasn't saying much about it and was just being humble. Um, but I feel like Cam Reddish could have really been a help. Um, That's something to- we didn't talk about with the Knicks too, man, that they didn't even want Cam Reddish, which is ridiculous. No, I feel bad for the guy. Really. He hasn't not- really gotten a shot, man. No, no, not at all. They're not playing him at all. Neither did the Hawks. Exactly, uh, and that's and he showed like the problem with it is like he had some games where he looked good, some games where he looked bad. Yeah, but yeah. that's the life of a young player that's getting used yeah, to the league. Young. You can't just he's keep young. taking him out. You know he's what I'm young. saying? You can't, you can't, you can't put knock him on the head for that. You know, it's right, right, right off the bat. You just, you, just, you, you shouldn't, and you can't. So um, what are the Hawks gonna do? This I had them as a three C. They're the ten right now. It's looking like yeah, my worst prediction yeah. of them all. What are they yeah, gonna do? I was gonna say that they're the most disappointing team in the league. Um, and then I thought about LA, and it's just it's we don't even talk about that right now. But yeah, I, I definitely I want to see Atlanta do good though. I think they can. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think they can get out the plan. I think that they're a better team than a team like Charlotte, than a team like I could definitely see them if, if it was a, if right now if, this, yeah. if the season came to an end, it would be the Charlotte Hornets and the Hawks. A yeah. One game in Charlotte. I'm think I take I'm taking Trey Young, honestly. I'm taking the Hawks. Yeah, I'm taking the Hawks. And then I even think that they can slip past. Unfortunately, I hate to say this because they're so good right now and, and they're on the come up, but I think they could slip past a team like Cleveland if they saw them in the whoa, playoffs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cleveland right now, bro, is looking like they're gonna be they in are. the playoffs. They are. They are no, oh, no, you're saying you're saying, but here's the thing, bro. If they even beat the Charlotte Hornets, if, if you're the 10 seed, they need to win another playing game, like yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, like the actually, yeah. you know, the Grizzlies did they win two playoff? No, they didn't win two playoff. If you're the 10 seed, if you're the 10th seed, though, you need to win two, I believe. So they'd yeah. have to play against the uh, the loser of the 7 8. Who's the 7 8 right now in the east? Perfect segue. Uh, the Toronto Raptors right now sit in the seventh mm-hmm. spot in the Eastern Conference, and they have mm-hmm. been one of the surprises of the season. I had them finishing 10th, and they were hovering around that for a while. They were. Uh, Van Vliet has had a career year. He is on the all-star team this year for the first time. You could have also argued that Pascal Siakam, who just recovered from a surgery and came back after missing the beginning of the season, has mm-hmm. been fantastic having a career year. 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists for Siakam on 49.5% shooting. Um, and then Van Vliet's having a great year. OG Ananobi, I picked him as most of he hasn't necessarily improved like I thought, but he's averaging 17 and a half. And then Gary Trent Jr. is averaging 18.6 points a night and they're averaging 40% shooting the ball from three. And instead of having a center, they've gone with a small ball switch everything kind of scheme with mm-hmm. Siakam at the five, OG, and then the Ox, Scotty Barnes, who's a candidate for rookie of the year, who I saw in Boston. Check out my vlog at the Celtics game, averaging 14.4 points and 7.4 boards a game. This Raptors team is going to be a playoff team. Definitely a play-in, at least play-in. You know, they'll have a postseason game. We'll see if they have a playoff game. They're back in Canada this year. You know, they started tanking towards the end of last year. There was a whole Kyle Lowry. You know, he wasn't healthy. He's getting traded. They were ravaged by COVID. But they're back this year. And Siakam and Van Vliet are developing. They got Gary Trent, who's been great. And Scotty Barnes has been awesome. So 
Tell me yeah. your thoughts on on the Raptors. Have you yeah, no, no, no Raptors games? No, no, there's nobody. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I for some reason this is just another team that I've been I've gravitated towards and I've watched a little more than others in recent time. And um, I think they are literally the complete and utter opposite of the New York Knicks. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a literal sense, but they also have a whole bunch of people who go out every game and try and score 15 to 18 points a game on 40% shooting, but it works because they all play hard. They have uh, chemistry together. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know what it is, or, or maybe it's the coaching staff. We all know that the coaching staff over there is phenomenal. Um, but they know how to disperse each other. Like when Gary Trent is hot, Gary Trent's hot. When Fred Van Fleet is hot, Fred Van Fleet is hot. And I'm not going to lie. I, I know you said that OG hasn't really improved as much as you thought, but when I watched him, he looks like a, a second, like, best player sometimes. Like, he looks better than Siakam's at times. He's out there knocking threes down that I've never thought and got in, in how long. I never thought he was going to be that good of a three-point shooter. Don't know what his percentage is this year, but I bet it will reflect um, the exact play that he's been having on the year because I see 35. him knocking 35. It's around the same as Siakam. It's just Siakam lately has just been on a tear. Like the yes, last. Yes, he has. Siakam like has been good. I'm just not the biggest fan of Siakam's game. It's a little loosey goosey for me. He's definitely a great player. He's long, athletic, and he's hardworking, hard. When he's hard in the mid range, when he's in the mid range, though, it opens up a lot. Oh, for sure. For sure. And he's six, what, 10, 6, 11. He's shooting yeah. over just about 99% of the league. So he's going to be a great player. He is a great player. But. He's not surprising me this year at all. I would definitely say um, OG Anunoby is maybe not the heartbeat of that team. He kind of has like a – him and Scotty Barnes, when they're on the court together, they both have like a Draymond effect to that team. They dribble the ball up the court. They handle the ball. They rebound. They pa- they both pass very well for six eight six nine wings. Um, and they're both, you know, cock strong. Like they're both really big athletic wings. Um, and that's why that bit that small ball works because they're not they're smaller on the you know taller side on the you know on the five four or five side. But I mean with Pascal Siakam six ten, OG Anunoby six eight, and Scotty Barnes in there six nine. I mean you can play Fred Van Fleet and and Gary Trent in there and 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 get and get what you want because they're all five all across the board dogs. And then Chris Boucher, he's been really good um, this year. He he has a weird shot, but it goes in. I mean every time I watch them play, he is laying it out on the floor. He's a little undersized for his size. Um, but, I mean, he gets the job done. I mean, simply put, he just he just gets the job done every time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the postseason. It'll be interesting to see how Siakam bounces back from that terrible bubble he had, which is the last time we saw him in the postseason. Yeah. But I'm gonna we're going to go brief with this one. But the Lakers, it's been a complete train wreck. The move to get Russell Westbrook has not paid off. The – Big three have not been healthy, and that's hurt them. And Westbrook's had an up and down year. We've seen him get booed. Uh, LeBron's having a great statistical year, yeah. But uh, I always call him out for his half-ass defensive effort, which yeah. Russell Westbrook and him yeah. do not defend very well. And it, they don't have; they lost their wing defenders, their perimeter defenders, which I mentioned in the preview with Caruso and KCP. They have really missed them. Their guards die on screens. They have good offensive players, creators though. Malik Monk has been fantastic. Austin Reeves has been a good a good young player for them that we didn't yeah. expect. And then THT, he was not good with Westbrook and LeBron because that's another creator. He's not a catch-and-shoot guy. They brought him off the bench, and we've seen better results recently. But they just cannot seem to stay healthy when it comes to the big three. Now yeah. Anthony Davis is going to be out for a while. LeBron's still playing very well, though, offensively. 
let me ask you this, man, as a Westbrook fan, what the hell is going on with Westbrook and what do you think the Lakers can do to utilize him better? Because Vogel, you know, started out with DeAndre Jordan starting to begin the season, which was, a, you know, he was trying to replicate his 2020 team. Yeah. But DeAndre is not JaVale McGee and Westbrook, you know, can't penetrate with those two. And then LeBron's not like he's been shooting well from better from three this year, but it's like people are not. You know, sticking attached to LeBron at the three-point line. You know what I mean? It was a tough scheme. Yeah. Westbrook could not get much going. Anthony Davis was criticized a lot, but we know what he brings on defense. Yeah. I, uh, LeBron at the five, like, it's so many things to try to accommodate, but Russ has not gotten his confidence. Yeah, man. I I just – I mean, I if, if I'm being honest, if, if I'm being completely honest, and I hate to say this because I was even a – I was a naysayer. I was a non-believer at the beginning of the season. Um, because this was really the biggest critic. I get, I'm not critic, but this was the most uh, critical aspect of the Lakers yeah. that people were talking about. They're just old, man. They're just yeah. they're just old. I mean, Russ. I never wanted to believe it because I've I, he's been one of my favorite, if not my favorite player, um, to watch of all time. Really, since he's been in the league, and he just doesn't have that first step anymore, man. And I never believed that he was going to lose it. I never believed he was going to lose it. I just thought that he's been doing it for so long. He's been doing it since high school. He's been doing it in, in, at UCLA. Then he comes into the league and, you know, he goes to the finals and go, and goes crazy in the finals, you know, for what it's worth at 21 years old. And he just, he has all this energy. He's all over the place. And even last year um, on the Wizards, he, he had a month. I forgot what month it was, but he was averaging some out some some insane stats. He played great. He, I mean, listen, this guy averaged a triple double last year, and was yeah, the, you know, and the never, last year. I you, looking at him this year, you definitely want to have assumed so. But I mean, Father, you're never. There's nobody in life that's ever beat Father Time. You know, at the end of the day, and I think people are just being a little harsh on him. Um, not even just being biased, but just because he's he's 33 years old, man. He's he. I think out of everybody in the league. He's played the most games in the past 10 to 12 years um, consistently on a consistent basis. And so with that being said, I mean, you know, obviously wear and tear and, and, and the way that he plays, obviously, um, it's going to wear and tear. You know, Father Time is always going to win. Father Time is going to win 99.999% of the time. And, I mean, just looking at him, he's doing all the same Russell Westbrook stuff that we're, we've seen him do, but he's just not as explosive. He's not able to blow by people as much. He's not hitting he, any jumpers, man. That's the big thing, too. They don't jumpers. Have Although I am seeing I am, I am seeing stats, and I know you're not the biggest stat guy, but I am seeing some stats about his mid-range shots and his field goal percentage this year that are – you know, you wouldn't not think, that, bro, they're not that far from the norm. It's true. They're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not the terrible. I mean, we see the terrible, but you know, he, they're not terrible. I mean, he's not shooting bad. I just think he's a step slower and it's easier to guard. Him. People don't fear him as much anymore. Um, people aren't, people aren't really, you know, oh my God, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is coming at me 80 miles per hour from one baseline to the other. You know, they just rely on him you know, to lose the ball because he's just that much of a step slower. But um, he's definitely been, I mean, it just from a standpoint of him being my favorite player, he's definitely been one of the most disappointing things this year. Um, I'm always going to ride or die for him. So I always am going to bring up his positives, but at the end of the day, he's definitely not having his best. He's having his worst year, obviously um, that I can even, I can ever remember. But I mean, let's be real. I mean, he's averaging what? 18, eight, eight and eight, eight around. 
eight and eight. You know, who's who, who we just said we were just talking about DeJounte Murray, who's having his best year of his career, and he's averaging what 28 and four, you know. And so it's like he's not having well, no, like, it. Was tw- it was like 29 and eight, 29 and eight. Okay, you know, that's that's better, it's definitely significantly better, but. 29 and 8 versus 18 8 and 8 if you take away the names the 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 stats to everything else besides those three numbers uh I mean let's be real that's not terrible you know yeah, it's, it's standards it is bad let's be real yeah, I mean it is he's getting paid 45 million dollars a year he's an MVP he's a scoring champ he's an assist champ you know he's all that and so I get it I get I get the criticism but I mean at the end of the day if he wasn't on this Lakers team um they're 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 their age would really be showing because yeah, he's only missed like two or three games this whole season. You know, exactly. So, and and that's, so, that's been big. He has 23 I mean, double doubles and nine triple doubles this season. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's not, know. it's not, it's not all bad. Let's just put it that way. It's not all bad. I mean, AD is like, it's, it's like, is he, it's, he might as well be the oldest person in the league, the way that he gets hurt. You know, he's AD it, has it, missed 21 games. LeBron has missed 17 games. It's just been it's been really tough to build any sort of chemistry or rhythm with this squad. They don't defend, and I know the I, the defensive rating has the middle of the pack. Trust me, man, they do not defend, and they don't get enough stops. So then they have to constantly play half court basketball with Russ and LeBron, who in the half court, it's just not. I never people did not think it would be a good fit, and it hasn't no. been. I thought they were going to try to be able to push the pace, and that starts in the defensive end. Even trash. So even when I see them do that, and I watch a lot of the Lakers, even when I see them get out in transition and. And 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 push the pace, you know. It still doesn't even look good. It looks like they're discombobulated. It looks like I mean, you can tell. I've heard speculations, and I'm sure that it's true because I've heard it a lot now. But they don't practice. They've had the least amount of practices yeah. out of really any team. I mean, what? Yeah. It's just like what do you what, like? That it's doesn't make, it, it. It doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I, I have my hopes for them because I, I'm. I want to see Russ get a ring. I want to see AD get another ring. I want to see LeBron get another ring. I mean, I want to see anybody in the league get a ring. But those three guys, I I really do like. Um, but it's just like when you don't practice, when you don't build that chemistry, you know, you're never gonna, you're like that's never gonna work, you know. That you they they now they look like a they really look like an AAU team out there, you know. Yeah, sometimes they just out. come up when they push the pace. Sometimes it's just Malik Monk taking a quick three, like you yeah. know what I'm saying. It's not it's not like actually attacking the rim or anything like. No, when no. LeBron, and- when LeBron though and Russ have those when they actually rare though when they do get out and transition, have some nice fast breaks. That's when the the momentum pushes and they start making yeah. runs. Yeah, but, for sure. You know, it's been rare. They got to get stops. I mean, we'll see what it's happens. Really with AD out, it's going to be hard to get stops. But yeah. uh, I don't want to – I'm I'm serious. I love – sorry, Clipper Nation. I love you guys, but I don't want to talk about us too much. Paul George has been out. Kawhi Leonard's been out. Uh, Paul George missed the majority of the season, but Ty Lue is one of the best coaches in the league, and he gets the most out of our guys, and we have a chance. We're going to make the plan. Like Definitely definitely the most overachieving team in the league this year. And I know with everything going on with the Cavs, that's a lot to say, but – um, I Cavs mean, and Memphis Grizzlies. Are, I think Cavs and Memphis Grizzlies, man. Cavs and Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, for sure. But I mean, the way that the Grizzlies have been playing, their momentum leading into this year, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm surprised for sure. Anybody's surprised, but I can honestly say I, I'm much more surprised at the Clippers. I mean, they had, did you, didn't you guys have like you said you had a 35 point comeback? You know, like that, that, that just, I would not have thought if you would have told me that one team were were to have. A 35-point comeback this year. I think the Clippers would have been in my bottom five teams to do that this really year. Really, so. we're the comeback kings, though. You are. But, I mean, it, that's why you're the comeback kings because nobody expects it. That's true. I guess nobody so. Let's, let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have been a pleasant surprise. I had them as my 10th seed, but they're actually in the 7th seed, and they're running away with it. Carl Anthony Ooh. Towns is having the best season of his career. 
Anthony Edwards is taking a nice leap forward. D'Angelo Russell, he's been in and out. Uh, he, I think he does help when he's there. You know, he is, yeah. he's missed, let's see, he's played 45 games. He's missed 14 games. But Malik Beasley's played every game. Jaden McDaniels, who's started 24 games this season, has only missed three games. And then Anthony Edwards has only missed six. And Carl Anthony Towns has only missed seven games, which is huge, absolutely mm-hmm. huge. He's averaging 24.4 points a game to go along with 10 rebounds and four assists on 52% shooting and 41 from three yeah. after winning the three-point shootout this weekend, staking his claim as possibly the best shooting center to ever play. Yeah. And Patrick Beverly, who my boy here really despises, will never say a good word about, has been a culture changer for this Wolves team, as everyone knows. My only issue with Bev is would he stay healthy? And he's missed 19 games. So, you know, it's been similar to the usual, but Bev is big when he's there. The Wolves are playing great. I don't want to spend too much time on them because they're clearly going to make the play-in. They may yeah. even make the playoffs. It's really yeah. I'm really interested in Carl, Carl Anthony Towns in the playoffs. Because there are times where you watch that guy – and he looks like he's just settling for jumpers and not fighting too hard. There are other times he looks like one of the best players in the NBA, straight up. Yeah, no, sure. Edwards, I love the comments he's made at various moments this season, talking about attack quicker when you're double teamed, or you know, be more aggressive. You get a mismatch, go post up. Well, yeah. like you're the guy. And I That's love that. He made that Wiggins, I mean, that Wiggins that uh, that sounds is needed. Oh, okay. You know, he's definitely yes. he's definitely the kind of teammate that he's needed for sure. I, I love what they're doing over there. Even though even the guys that. Um, our role players, Jaden McDaniels, uh, Vanderbilt, um, like you said, Pat Bell. You know, he's, he's been starting this season, Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's averaging yeah, he 7.9 rebounds. He's been flourishing. And he's been flourishing. He's been good. Even those kind of guys, you know, they're they're the kind of guys that Cat needs to be around, you know. And uh, I'm liking what they're doing over there for sure. I'm loving I Actually, they're one of my favorite teams in the league. Yeah, I'm happy for him, man. Anthony Edwards, 22 points a game, five rebounds, yeah. three and a half assists. Yep. Uh, he has really taken a nice step forward from last season. Um, I mean, he averaged guy. 19 points last season, but he's on a winning team now. So it's, it's a little bit way more. Better. A little so more. Uh, empty stats for you. <laughs> hey, I like Anthony Edwards, but yes, absolutely. That's fair. That's fair. Be interesting to they see are win- I didn't know there were seven seed. I didn't know there were seven seed to be honest. That's, 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 that's really good. Let's talk about a team that had a really weird start to the season. Uh, Jalen Brown missed really? a lot of games. Dennis Schroeder flamed out and didn't end up being anything for them, so they traded him back for getting Daniel Tice back. Robert yeah. Williams, though, a player that we talk about a lot, is a huge component to this Boston Celtic team. Yeah. He has struggled in the past with staying on the court. And this season, he has missed 13 games. So that's a good um, that's a good chunk, but that's better than he's done in the past. Not bad. And that's he has terrible. started every game. He's averaging basically a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 2.2 blocks. He's a great mm-hmm. rim protector, one of the best in the league. Yeah. Jason Tatum statistically is having a very good year, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. But I've been pretty critical of Tatum, and at least in the beginning of the season, taking a lot of threes. He's averaging 8 threes a game shot and 33%. So that's a lot of threes. Wasn't attacking at his size. I always criticize him for settling too much. Al Horford has been a pleasant surprise for this team. Yeah, for but sure. it's really all about when time Lord Jalen Brown and Jay and Jason Tatum can be healthy. It's really I'm sorry. 44.5% from three this year, huge step up. They've had a problem with not having shooters. You know what I'm saying? He in the beginning was getting criticized a bit, but everybody seems to criticize their coach nowadays on Twitter. 
But I think that's why know, they traded for uh, Derek White recently and got Josh Rich. Big move to pick up Derek White. Their defense has been their strong suit. Marcus Smart's been playing really good basketball lately. That's, that's honestly very about. surprising to me. I did not assume their defense would be as good as they are. I think they're like a top, <laughs> along with the Mavericks as well, but – um, I think the Mavericks are more of a surprise to me, but think of the think of sure. the Celtics for personnel sure. like Marcus Smart, you know, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder can get after it. Tatum and yeah. Jalen Brown have really good length, and then Robert Williams is a great rim protector, and Al Horford's a very for intelligent sure. defender. Yeah, I think I think it's really I think it's really uh, Al Horford this year because he provides just like a a presence in the middle. Because Robert Williams, he's not huge. He's not. I think he's maybe like six nine, yeah, maybe nine. six ten. But Al Horford, he's six nine, six ten, but he provides a a presence. I think at the beginning of the season, Al Horford led the league in blocks with like 3.4 a game or something like that. And that's because you don't assume him to be a great defender, but he's sitting in that middle waiting for you every time. And with the long wings, like Josh Richardson, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, you know, you can send somebody to the rim and, 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 and not really think twice about it because um, you have those rim protections there. I'm not going to lie though. I, I felt like Jason Tatum has been having a very underwhelming season. Um, maybe that's just because he got off to a really cold start, but I had him along with Trey Young and Jokic as my early season picks for MVP. I was obviously not – well, with Jokic, I wasn't too bad, but um, I don't think that Trey and Jason Tatum have a, much of a much of an argument there. Um, I expected Jason Tatum to have really – not a breakout year, but a, a, a MVP type year. And not to say he's not having a good year and all, um, but I just assumed that with the struggles that they've had with the playoffs and regular season in the past um, that this might just be their year. And I don't see it being their year, but I definitely see them moving towards um, when I watch them, I definitely see them having some, some very good bright spurts. Yeah. So the Celtics also, yeah. So Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has come back and he's still playing at like an all-star level when he's been back. Yeah. 24 points a game, six and a half rebounds. He's only played 46 games. He's missed 14. And in the game that he's played, the Celtics are 27 and 19. So I can you clearly can see the difference that he makes. That's yeah. so that means they're a 500 team without him. So I had them finishing fifth. Right now they're in sixth. They started out really slow. They were looking like one of the most disappointing teams of the season, but they're starting to figure out, figure it out. They're second in the league in defensive rating, third in opposing points per game, if you prefer that. Um, their offense can be mediocre, and it's really all about if they're hitting shots from the outside and how yeah. Jalen and Jason Tatum sure. do. Uh, I'm not going to predict anything about what they're going to do in the playoffs. I don't see them at, at most. They could win one series, but they're not getting out yeah. of the second round. I put my yeah. money on it. They could easily lose in the first round and they could drop down into the playing spots. Who knows? But I see them playing a series. I see them playing yeah. a series. So I definitely do. Let's, let's move definitely. on to the Utah jazz. I really don't want to spend too much time on them. Cause I feel like they've been achieving expectations. Rudy's missed some time. Donovan's missed some time. They're a team that I think is, is just kind of cooked. You know, they traded Joe Ingles after he got hurt. Yeah, I don't like that. And, and I just think that they're a team that last year we saw them fall way too in love with the three. They had a golden opportunity to make the conference finals in the championship with my Clippers, you know, with Kawhi going out, and they lost at home. Then they blew the 25-point lead where they just chucked themselves out of the game, and Rudy Escargobert couldn't take advantage of a mismatch. And, you know, he's having another solid year. Donovan's having another solid year. They were both all-stars. But it's just going to be about – can they do anything bigger in the playoffs? Can they make it to the Western Conference Finals with this roster? I said no, and I'm going to stick to that. Any thoughts? Uh, 30 I seconds. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I like the Utah Jazz and what they have going. They just – I mean, Donovan is young for what it's worth. Rudy Gobert is fairly young. I don't like that they got rid of Joe Ingles. I felt like he was a very good compliment to Donovan Mitchell. 
Um, but then again, they kind of have not much of a clone. But I, Bogdan is a little better with the ball. Um, a little not as good as on defense. But, um, you know, obviously they have Bogdan. So that's probably, you know, what played a little bit of part in getting rid of Joe Ingles. Um, but I just – I like Utah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I kind of have an underlying affinity for them. I just like the way that they mesh. I like how bought in everybody on that team is. People like Royce O'Neal. Um, I believe that they only, have their uh, only good perimeter defender, Royce O'Neal, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, well, with Joe Ingles gone now, yeah, sure, for sure. Um, I love Jordan Clarkson. I love what he's become. I never really expected him to become this six-man-of-the-year kind of candidate guy, um, but he is definitely flourishing in that role. I just like how everybody kind of is bought into the fact that this is Donovan's team and we're going to play around him because you can definitely see this is kind of like I feel I, I feel like the Utah Jazz are what the what the Portland Trailblazers want to be with Dame. You know they don't have any, a, a, a second superstar. They have a second All Star with Rudy Gobert. And I mean, say what you want about him, he's he's definitely an All Star. He's definitely one of the best defenders in the league. Definitely not one of the best all time to me, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, but you know that everybody's just bought in to and and they have good pieces. They have really good pieces around Donovan Mitchell. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, they, they, they have uh, Mike Conley, you know, who was an all-star, one of, you know, probably one of the best Memphis Grizzlies ever, if not the best. Um, and that's okay. obviously not saying too, too much, but that's saying a lot to be the best of any team or yeah, considered the best of any team. Um, and to have him as a role player, you know, on that team to compliment Donovan Mitchell. I, and I think he does so very well because he's a much better passer um, than Donovan, historically at least. Let's go with the Denver Nuggets, though. Yeah. Who it's 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 really I don't want to spend too much time on them because it's it's the Jokic show. It's yeah. I had them finishing, I had them finishing. I believe I had them finishing fourth actually. But Michael Porter Jr. getting injured for the season and after Game Nine was something I did not expect. So the fact that they're still in sixth place, given that Nikola Jokic's second leading scorer on his team is Will Barton, averaging fifteen, he's a good scorer. And then mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, and Will Barton and Monty Morris have all and Jokic have all played 50 plus games which is great and that's part of the reason why they've been able to do as well as they have but it's yeah. really just Jokic being arguably the best player in the NBA now I don't know yeah. how you feel about that I don't yeah. personally have him there yet yeah, he has a chance to prove it to us in the playoffs 26 points 14 rebounds eight assists on 57 percent <laughs> shooting and 37 from three that yes, like, it's all the advanced stats i know people that are into those it's just insane in his favor is he the second two-time mvp he's who i consider him the second uh the best center since shaquille o'neal the best center of my time watching basketball he's so spe- he's so unique yeah but uh, will jamal murray come back is a big question my question is, is Jokic your MVP? Because, I mean, there's not much else to say about these guys, right? Yeah, there's really not. I mean, like you said, you covered already. Their role players have been great. Monty Morris, Will Barton. Austin uh, Rivers David. not been bad, you know? Austin Rivers has definitely not been bad. I've always been a fan of his. Um, but to answer your question, I I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I really want to say so because his next two best players, probably the only person in the league that can say this, are, have been hurt for – you know, God knows how long. Um, and he's been doing it. And they've won some very close games. I've seen a lot. I probably have seen the most buzzer beaters positively from the Nuggets more than any other team this season from what I've watched. And I've watched some really good games. There are some teams that really are in it every game. I know we mentioned the Pacers earlier, but, I mean, the fact that Jokic is pulling it out with, you know, the personnel he has, which is very subpar for, I mean, maybe not a six seed, but, you know, for the Nuggets. 
uh, what we expected him to have. I, I I think he's my front runner as of right now. But then I feel like I'm being so disrespectful to people like DeRozan and Giannis and KD, even though KD's been hurt. Um, even LeBron, you know, LeBron. I will not, I guess I wouldn't say I wouldn't put LeBron in that category anymore. Even Ja, I say Ja. Uh, people like that, you know, because they are doing it, but. They're just doing it with more, you know, right now. They're just doing it with more, and I just feel like the fact that Jokic is doing it with less really does give him a a good shot at it, a good shot at a two-time MVP. And he's definitely, I agree with you, the best center um, since Shaq. And, 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 I mean, I don't know, man. The, the, he, the stuff that he does, man, he, I, I want to say that he, he – I know this is going to be a hot take, but I, I think that Jokic has a very, very strong case to be able to become – if not the best, then at least a top five center of all time, man. I think he's on his way. I think top five is hard, though, man. It's very it is, sacred. It is. It's the, probably the of any position. I think center is the hardest because you got to have Keem, Keem, Shaq, Russell, yeah. Wilt, and Kareem. You know, yeah. it's like for sure a tough one. He, for sure. But let's go to the Mavs, though, mm-hmm. who have had a surprisingly better season than expected, given Porzingis just was so injury prone. They decided to just move on from him entirely. They were like, you know what? This is not working out. He's not the second guy we thought he was. Yeah. You know, I've been in spaces with Mavs fans, been talking to me about that he, they've given up on any chance of him taking advantage of mismatches and posting up and any of that nature. So he's just a tall shooter, and yeah. they just cleared his contract off the books. The bad thing is Tim Hardaway Jr., who was playing a six-man role, fractured his foot. He's out for the year. But what's really kept the Mavericks in these games and winning and, and having him as the fifth seed right now, which is exactly where I predicted them, the same as last season, two things. The ascendancy of Jalen Brun- Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. ascendant of Jalen Brunson, 16.3 points a game, 5.4 assists on 50% shooting and 37 from three. And then the defense. Jason Kidd has brought a more defensive approach. The team is bought in. Luka Doncic is being Luka Doncic, one of the, in my opinion, yeah. the seven best players in the league. He's actually missed 14 games this season or 15 games this season. 27.5 points a game, nine rebounds, nine assists. For I didn't know he was having that good of a statistical year. I'm not gonna lie. Man. Yeah, when I watched him, when I watched him, he definitely does. Um, but damn, that's actually really good. Yo, and I listen to the record. Listen to the record when Luca plays 29 and 15. That means that they're I see six that though. and nine when he doesn't play, and then they are in terms of defensive rating, they are fifth in the league, top five in the league, and second in opposing points. So their defense yeah. was what was their weakness? Now seems like it's gotten big. My question to you is, man, can't are they going to win a playoff series this year without Porzingis? And I know it all depends on who they play. The West but right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be playing against the Utah Jazz in round one. Would be a very interesting series. Finally, Kawhi's not going to play against them. Anything, any, any any series with Doncic and not the Clippers is going to be interesting this year, right? I agree. That's that. It just sucks for him, you know, that he's ran into you guys so often, but. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it would be much better if he played the Jazz today. I don't think it would be much better if he played the, the, the Nuggets. I think he might have a chance against the Grizzlies if somehow, some way he makes it up or it falls down to the six or the Grizzlies fall down to the four. I think that he has a better shot at the Grizzlies and in ex- not a not as experienced playoff team as the Nuggets or the Jazz because we all know how that series went. They both know how to win in a playoff game, in a playoff series. They've played in game sevens, um, obviously, with all, you know, all their players being healthy. But um, I just don't know if – well, we'll talk about that when we get to the Grizzlies. But I think the, I think, I think think it's possible that the Dallas win a if, – if Luka goes 
crazy like he did against you guys, you know. Um, I think he definitely has a chance at getting to the second round. I think, I think he'll I, go crazy. I think it's really about how much we're going to see from Brunson. Can he really be that second guy, second best player on a team that makes it out of the first round? Like, yeah, I think he could. Way. I think he could. From when I've seen him play, he gives me very much. Uh, he, he's very much like Fred Van Fleet when I watch him play. He's very he's calm. Good in the pick and roll, he can finish. Yeah, he's very good in the pick and roll. He's a small guard, but can finish. He Can't shoots the only that he knows he's going to make, which is very important when you're playing with somebody like Luca, who is very ball dominant. And he's going to get you the ball when you get the ball, you know. Um, but I think Jalen Brunson, is, he definitely has solidified himself as a, a good enough player to win a playoff series as the second best player. Okay. Um, I think, to be honest with you, he is a better second option than anybody on the Jazz. And, and Really? He, oh, well, yeah. you count, I mean, I guess scoring option, it wouldn't be. Scoring option, yes. Yeah, I guess Bogdanovich. In his hands than somebody. I mean, who's the second best on the Jazz? Either, yeah, it's either Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, Conley or Bogdanovich, you know. Um, I'd rather have the ball in Brunson's hands. And then to go even further, um, I want to say he's probably the second better option than anybody on. Well, maybe not because I forgot about – okay, guard-wise. Like, I'd rather have the ball in your hands at the top of the key um, than the Grizzlies. I think that he's better than Dylan Brooks um, when they're both playing at as good as they can play. Um, I think that Jalen Brunson is slightly better than Dylan Brooks. I think that he's slightly better than – well, he's better than Melton. Um, but I don't know if he's better than Jaron Jackson as a score. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far as to say that yet. Um, but I definitely do believe that uh, that Jalen Brunson has, has solidified himself. When I watch him play, he he has that it factor. You know, like he has that yeah. little guard yeah. mentality. You know. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers who are yeah. having an overachieving season completely. Ben Simmons was yeah. finally shipped out. Uh, I honestly don't want to talk too much about the Hardens off yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, with the Sixers, I don't want to like. Obviously, we're gonna see how it works out, and like we have, we've talked about that. Like we have to see. That's all we're gonna have to say with Harden. Uh, yeah. We can sit here all day and predict what's what it's gonna happen, but I think it's a win for them, right? Get Harden for Ben Simmons. I, like, I, I think so. I think I think I think so. Yeah, just to say the least. It's I been all. Of, we gotta give Embiid his flowers, man. He's been my MVP man. so far this season. Man. He has been unbelievable. A point man. to prove. Tyrese Maxey has come in and taken that point guard role. 17 points a game. Asher talked about him in the preview about how he's a future star and he's not looking too off right now in terms of on that trajectory at 21 years old. 17 points, 4.6 assists. Yeah. Tobias has been Tobias, 19 points, 48%. I'm, I'm guessing you guys have probably asked him to shoot a little bit more. He probably I think Tobias had a chance at an all-star game, to be honest. I think he's been playing pretty good this year. Yeah, but then Embiid, 29.6 yeah. points a game, 11 rebounds. Yeah. 39 and a half percent from the field and a career high, I believe, 37 percent. I hate, I hate three. how I hate Actually, how no, last three shots, 38. Okay, what'd you say? My bad. What? No, I said he's shooting only one percent lower from three than last year, which was a career high, but second, second, oh wow, best percentage of his career. He's having the best year of his career. I think he should win MVP. No, for sure, for sure. I see him, I see him sometimes, and I know you're really big on this. Um, and so I think of you sometimes when I'm watching the 76ers, but he definitely is one of the big men that shoot a lot of threes and they're, they're, they're not all questionable, but I would say some of them are questionable, but some him and between him and cat, they definitely shoot the most threes that are questionable to me. But I mean, when you're shooting that good as a big man who's seven feet, you know, that, that, that can only be a positive for your game. And so I, I really hate the fact that, you know, other big men like Giannis and Jokic have been dominating the league just like he has and have won the MVPs because 
if I mean we didn't see those two guys this past two years, I think Joel Embiid is is the clear cut second place man, you know, out of the past two MVPs. Um, and even this year, you know, if he's not the favorite, he's definitely one uh, A, one two. I mean, one A, one B, one C. You know, right there with the best of them this year. Like you said, he's having a great year. He's a great, he's a great, great, great talent. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like hearing you know him say that. You know, I emulate myself after Kobe and Jordan, but you know, sometimes I do watch him, and he does for a seven foot, two hundred and eighty pound man. I mean, when I just think of people who are seven feet, two hundred eighty pounds, I think of Stephen Adams, uh, Andre Drummond, um, uh, Jonas Valanciunas. You know, people who do not have the same footwork and agility as him. And he started playing basketball at a young age. You know, for for him to so for him to be able to develop that kind of footwork at old age. Yeah, I think he started playing at like fifteen or sixteen or yeah. something like that. No, he's he's. I know it's you know it's similar to his favorite player, Hakeem. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, exactly. Yeah, he's definitely got to be. The, I mean, he's definitely got to be the next best. Respect to Manute Bull and those. Yeah. Guys, but he's definitely yeah. the second best African player of all time. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I think the Sixers. You know, I hate them because of Glenn Rivers. It's going to be. Yeah. We literally can't predict what they're going to do in the playoffs because we need to watch what happens with Harden now. It's going to be very interesting. I think, that's gonna be, I think that's going to be a sick combo, man. I think I just to say the least, I, I think it's going to be nasty. And I, I think that, and I think that Joel Embiid is actually singing to the to the gods right now that Ben Simmons is gone because of the way that Maxi is playing, man. Yeah, because of, yeah, that too. But Maxi is just out of he's he's been covering the load. Like when I watched him play, you know, I used last year. Um, I compared him and uh quickly together. Like they had similar games to me. Um, Maxi has clearly surpassed him, huh? That's what I was going to say. I think Maxi has taken that level. I mean, obviously, with Ben Simmons being out, he had to um, step it up a little bit. But I think he has definitely uh, stepped up to the plate as much as as much as anybody has this year to fulfill yeah. a role. I agree. He's yeah. been awesome. Uh, yeah. No Seth Curry anymore, so we'll see how that goes, If how much they're going to miss his shooting. Memphis yeah. Grizzlies, though, now, man, I was yeah. dead wrong about them. Although I did yeah. say they could finish well, higher than I expected. I had them finishing around the nine, eight, seven spots, but man, oh man, three seed Memphis Grizzlies, the surprise yeah. of the season. Taylor Jenkins being talked about in coach of the year talk. Oh, for sure. 41 oh. And nine if he doesn't win it, I don't even have, I don't know anybody Adams. else. Dylan Brooks has missed a lot of games. Uh, he only played 21 games this season, but it's really been, you know, three guys in particular for me that have just been unbelievable. Jaron Jackson Jr. is having the season of his career. You know, I, yep. he's only shooting 32% from three, and I think he sometimes gets too in love with it. But when I watch him this season, he's been hitting it. His, But really, he's also been aggressive going to the rim. He's averaging 17 points a game yeah. this season. But my most, where I'm most impressed with him has been defensively. You know, the size that the Grizzlies have, he's been able to play the five and the four. His rim protection has been amazing. He's been everywhere yeah. when we played yeah. him this season. They've swept us this season. My team is the Clippers. And he's played 59 games out of 60. So that's one guy that's been huge. I think he, he should definitely be on the, a defensive team. And then Desmond Bain. Asher talked about it. in And go back and watch what he said in the preview. Who is that guy, literally Who is this guy? on what he said about right. Desmond Bain in the preview. From the talking trash to the deep range to the strength. I mean, Desmond Bain has Where gone. Where did he come from? I mean, I mean. 18 I... points. Four and a half rebounds. 
46% from the field and 42% from three. And then even despite having this guy out, they still won games, which is a testament to Bain, Tyus Jones, Kyle yeah. Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, yeah. all of them. Jackson. A yeah. top 10 player in the league this season. He has put his name up with Luca and Trey Young, and that is Ja Morant. Yeah. 27 points a night, six rebounds, seven assists on 49.5% shooting. And he is the closest thing in terms of explosion that I have seen is from the point guard position in terms of explosion and IQ since Derek Rose. Yeah. And he's having an MVP caliber season. Give me your thoughts on everything I just said, man. Man, um, first of all, I guess just to back up a little bit, who in the world is Desmond Bain, man? And why is he playing out of his mind? I mean, Maybe every time I watch him, every time I watch him, even he even I know there was one day. It was like some weird stat he had. He shot something for some. It was like two for 18 and, and shot 29. It was some weird stat, whatever. Even that game I watched him, I couldn't tell that he was having a bad game, you know, because he's one of those people that just play his heart out, man. He, he plays it. He's like, he, he plays his heart out. And on top of that, he's a dog, you know, like he, he will really get in your chest, in your face, in your ear. And talking to LeBron you, James, man, up 20. Like you LeBron know James. LeBron James. He's one of two people this year that had challenged LeBron James, you know. And we did we already know who the other one is. We know how that ended up, but not as not as not as not as good as it did for Desmond Bain. But yeah, man, it's just like who is this guy and where did he come from? I mean, every time I watch them, it's just like I, I don't I do, things he does on the court, his his shot is so unorthodox and he's a stocky, you know, short guard and he doesn't look like he's as fast as he is. He looks like he should be playing football. No disrespect yeah, to him at all. That's, that's literally what Asher said. I think he looks like he's like it looks like a linebacker or something. No, he no, he 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 is literally he's probably the exact same size as a linebacker, you know, or like a running back or something like that, you know. And and for him to be coming out here, man, and and just doing the things that he does, I just I just I, he's definitely honestly he they probably have two to three people on that team that could go for most improved and he is definitely one of them just to say the least so um, and John the Morant, part, though, propaganda yeah, you know, we have a friend we think. have a friend that's been really skeptical of john moran he thinks that he's not going to play well in the playoffs just he doesn't yeah. have the experience he did get yeah. some experience last year in the five game series versus utah yeah. but this year the memphis grizzlies are going to have expectations to win a playoff series oh yeah oh yeah for sure i think um I think, unfortunately for them, they have expectations because nobody really – I mean, even for, like, Devin Booker last year in his first playoffs, um, nobody expected them to go to the finals, you know, and put up a fight like they did. Um, granted, you know, he has Chris Paul on his team, you know, and that's definitely a, a positive. But, I, you know, they didn't have expectations like the Memphis Grizzlies do right now. And even they were a higher seed. Well, you know? when, the, well when the Suns – well, no, I would say when the Suns were the second seed, I think people thought they could make it out of the first or second round. No, no, for sure, for sure, first and second round, but they exceed less. I guess they just exceeded expectations for sure. Yeah, but, it's just partially because also the the road opened up for them with because uh, everybody yeah. was still putting LA on a pedestal yeah, in terms of they had it was yeah. Utah and Suns of the challengers, but it seemed like everybody was still going with Lakers yeah. Clippers. But regardless, give me your thoughts on Jaw before we move on to the next. Yeah, game. I just think I think he's a hell of a player, man. I I I I, I honestly, their words the words do not describe what that man does on that court, you know, between you could take away his athleticism, man, and just his IQ moving at the speed that he does being able to contort and twist his body. And, yeah. and you know, people are going over the, people are, go, 
he's making people go over the screens now because he's been shooting the three ball better as well. Yeah, so yeah, I was, to, get, I was really to get to that. You know, he he he's so smart. He takes shots that he knows he's going to make now, and he's confident in them. I think the big difference between this year and last year, not to say that he's never had any, but is his confidence. Man, he's going at people with no regards for their their life. He's going at people with like to to, to kill. You know, and last year he was going at people because he knew he could. Um, it felt like at least. And this year he's going at people because he knows they're scared. Let's just be real. I mean, it, it, the people are scared of Ja like they were Derrick Rose, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, people of uh, Allen Iverson. You know, they're scared of him at this point. You know, he's an all-star. He, he And he did. And he and he was great in the all-star game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just to say that, just to say the least, I, I just think he's been phenomenal as, 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 as a player this year. Um, there's not much you can really say about him other than that. He, there, there's really no downfall to his game this year. I mean, I, I haven't really I've, – I've watched the Grizzlies enough, but I haven't seen any 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 downfall to his defense. Um, he's athletic. He's long. He's definitely uh, got the hunger. And I think those three things, if you mix them right together, especially with the coaching staff that he's around, um, his defense will only skyrocket from here. I could even see him having an all-defensive year, um, leading the league in steals, you know, just the way that the Memphis Grizzlies play. I can see a year like that for him in the next three to five years. Um, and along with playing alongside Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, you know, those are two great defensive guards that nobody really talks about because they're just playing out their mind. Everybody assumes that it's offense, but. Yeah, they're um, the first team that we've come across that are top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating. Yeah, this season. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. So, so that, that that speaks volumes. It'll be very interesting to see them in the playoffs, regardless of even if they disappoint slightly by losing in the first round. I'd say that it's, it's still a successful season regardless. This team has taken massive yeah. steps, and I think it's going to take a really good team or an amazing performance by a Jokic or a Luka to beat them in a series. I think that's yeah. a well-rounded team. But let's move yeah. on to the Cle- – oh, actually, the Milwaukee Bucks right now sit in fifth place in the East, but they're only oh, wow. one – well, listen, they're only one game back in the loss column from the three seed and then – three games in the loss column from the one seed. So we can still see the Bucks get okay. the one seed. I had them as my one seed. When Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis have all played, they've been one of the best teams in the league. Yep. You know, they've had some problems with that. Obviously, they lost P.J. Tucker, yep. which um, was a big loss, in my opinion. Huge. But Giannis has just continued to make strides in his game. He's been more comfortable with the jump shot. He looked like he's improved in the post. And this could be the year in the playoffs where he really stakes his claim as the best player in the world consensus, the way LeBron had it, uh, the way I felt Kobe had it in the two th- late 2000s. But it really feels like it, it could be that way because the way he affects the game on both ends, and there is nobody, a, a star, hungrier than him. You no. know, a super, like Chris Paul's really hungry for a ring, but Giannis nah, you know, attacks. Yeah, as, as well. But Giannis, I guess, yeah. is just so – No, Giannis is a different him. level for sure. He attacks the basket level. as hard as anybody I've seen since probably Diesel – like the yeah. way he just dunks at the end. And he takes advantage of every mismatch. That's a big thing I talk yeah, about in today's sure. NBA. And he didn't have the most skilled postgame, but uh, he's getting skilled post game, but yeah, it's getting better each year. Yeah. But he's really, he just gets to, he he's where he uh, posts up from, like his positioning, he gets deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a big thing a lot of people aren't willing to work for all the time. So I think that Giannis generating easy baskets, and then the whole team plays good defense. They're literally the same team as last year, basically. Yeah. Bobby Portis has been great in the oh, absence yeah. of Brooke Lopez. And they, they haven't have had Monte DaVinci this year, I don't think, either. They, yeah, and they have as good a – but Connaughton's been great. And they have yeah. as good a chance of winning the championship to me as any team in the NBA. I don't want to keep it too long because we know who the Bucks are, but give me your thoughts on them. Uh, I just want to say when I watch the Bucks, um, and I, I have been watching them a lot more recently, ever since they've had their trio back. Uh, 
Um, I think the one thing that plays to Giannis' advantage more than any star in the league besides uh, maybe Ja is his humbleness on the court. You know, because most stars, they're like when they're down or when they're when you know when when their team is losing, you know, they think, okay, I gotta take over, I gotta score, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. But when I watch the Bucks, Giannis, he, I'm not gonna say he sits back and you know lets everything around him formulate, and then he you know attacks when people leave. Mm-hmm. But I just think the fact that he's able to not rush himself into okay i need to score this i need to do this i need to take these dumb shots i need to, i think that's one thing that he has definitely improved in over the past years because there's games where i'll see the bucks losing you know by 13 early um and i'll tune in i'll start tuning in and then it's the chris middleton show or it's the it's the drew holiday show and then Giannis is just sitting back you know defending the best player playing the best defense he can rebounding scoring putting his his players in in the best position um, that he that he that that he can put them in, and I think that I mean not to say obviously he's I think he's averaging the most points in the league right now. So obviously you know that's not. I think a it was Embiid. I think it was Embiid. I think it might, I think Giannis had a fifty point game before All Star break that put him over, but you might be right. Um, but yeah, anyways, regardless, he's top three in the league. He's been top three in the league in scoring and for you know however long. And um, I don't even think that's the best part of his game. I mean, obviously, defense, you know, would probably be the next best option. But I think just the fact that he's able to be a superstar without being um, overly aggressive at times. You know, if anything, yeah. he's overly aggressive to me because when I watch, he he could he could do what he does all game. I mean, let's be real. He, he has a mismatch. I have noticed that. I was going to say, I have noticed that, too, this season, man, is that he's been a little bit more let guys eat than, and then take over in certain stretches. But that's the mastery of when you get – that's what the goats did. That's the, yeah. what the goats oh, did when, they sure. figured, when they figured it out. So, Giannis, sure. I mean, he's he's reaching a level now where we're approaching his prime, and he's a special, special player. We're gonna see what he does in the postseason. We're gonna see if Brook Lopez can come back. He's out indefinitely. Yeah, I forgot they don't even have Brook Lopez. I, I totally forgot about that. And he's huge. As Horses much as people don't want to think it, he's huge. Yeah. So we'll see how they do. I still think the Bucks are gonna climb the standings a bit more. They're not gonna finish in fifth. They're gonna definitely get home court. I have no doubt in my mind it's about over that. Them. It's the it's the it's the Cavs, Nets, or no, not Nets. No Sixers, Sixers, Cavs, Bulls, and and uh, oh Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. Yeah. So to answer your question about the points, Joel Embiid's leading the league twenty nine point six, but Giannis twenty nine point four, so he's only point two behind mm-hmm. him. Okay. So okay. let's 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 go to the. Cleveland Cavaliers, who have been a huge surprise, absolutely probably the biggest in the entire league. The Grizzlies, I could see something like this happening, but the Cavs, yeah. you know, Colin Sexton went down, yeah. and they were already playing good basketball, but they really – Darius Garland was unleashed. He made the yeah. all-star team here in his third year. Jared Allen has been incredible. He made the all-star team. I love Evan Mobley. He's great on defense, and they they employed – they deployed three seven-footers, as you saw in my vlog, the very one of the very first ones against the Clippers. They beat the hell out of us with Laurie Markkinen starting at the three mm-hmm. alongside Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. And they were letting Mo- uh, Markkinen get away with hand-checking on PG. And that's another thing. You know, this season, the officiating, you know, especially in the beginning of the season, was much more lenient. You know, yeah. more hand-checking call, uh, not called. And a lot of people getting hammered at the rim and not much getting called. And yeah. obviously the non-basketball moves they've tried to eliminate. I think that they've slowly returned uh, to somewhat close to the old, but not fully. I still think that the games are being officiated better. 
than no. the last five, six years. The no. thing is you can turn on one game and it's and it's like, you know, similar to the last couple of years. And then you turn on another game and it's like they're not calling anything. Completely opposite, it, yeah. it's, it's weird. So, uh, you know, in the playoffs, they're going to call as much. Uh, I, nowadays, they actually call the least amount of fouls as ever, believe it or not. But that's a lot of reason because people don't, sh- you know, go to the basket every single play as much. And, yeah. you know, the people aren't just aren't getting fouled as much. Exactly. The people aren't playing one-on-one defense as much either. Where you, you know, guys going at you one-on-one. It's mostly pick and roll, drive and kick, you know, attack space. So, you know, th- th- you got to look past the just the basic stats with officiating. But when the Cavs are being allowed to do that with three seven-footers out there, even when they're yeah. not, it has been a pleasant surprise in a league of small ball. They've been awesome. Yeah. Uh, JB Bickerstaff is definitely in contention for coach of the year as well. Give me your thoughts on this team because they've been absolutely killing it. They look like they're going to make the playoffs for the first time in my life in, without LeBron James. Yeah. And it's just been unbelievable. And Kevin Love has come off the bench and he's been as healthy as, as can be. I saw an interview with him where he said he's felt as healthy as he has in years. He's accepted he's going to come off the bench now. He's here to stay and he's helping out these guys. And yeah. what, a, what, a, what a team it's been so far. Yeah. I mean, where do you start with this team? You know, like it's, uh, first of all, I, 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 I heard you briefly mention it earlier. Colin, when Colin Sexton went down, man, it was like, you think it's over. You think, you know, they were having a good year at that point, but I think that honestly, they've had a better year since he's gone down for yeah, what I reason. Have. I don't know. Maybe it's because they've been able to implement, I think it's because they let Garland go, man. They just let yeah, him. That too. That too. But I think it's because they've been able to implement the seven-foot, seven-foot, seven-foot lineup even more. And the way that those three seven-footers play together, I love it because Jared Allen is obviously not as much of an awesome offensive um, threat uh, as the other two. Um, and then I think Evan Mobley is right in the middle. I think he's got a little bit of post game. He could hit a three or two. He's not going to take any shots that – um, you know, are out of his range, and then marketing is just a a a, a shooter. He's a, he's a sheet. He's, he's, I mean, we all know what marketing brings to the table. It's yeah, great. Ricky that he, Rubio was having a great season before he got hurt, man. Who? Ricky Rubio was having a really solid Ricky season. Rubio, I forgot hurt. about Ricky Rubio too. He was definitely a, an immense help to that team. Um, before you know, he was forgotten about because of his injury. Not forgotten about, but you know, he was taken out of the picture because of the injury. And I don't even think he's on the Cavs anymore. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah. But that's another thing. They brought in Karis Levert. I think that's partially because they're going to let Colin Sexton go in the offseason or are there trade? I hope not. I guess I. Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. I hope. I think not. I build around Garland. I know that he might be right because Laurie Marketing does not want to come off the bench. I remember hearing that in the offseason, and he went somewhere that he could be a little bit more of a presence than the Bulls. Um. And so I know that Karis Avert and Colin Sexton would probably more than likely want to start. And so that either leaves, you know, Mobley, Markinen, or uh, Jared Allen on the bench. And I don't I see they, No, I was going to say, I just think they realized that it's the similar thing to the Kings, man. They drafted two guys that were initially listed as point guards in the draft. And, you know, because they told them to take the best available player, but it's turning out that it's better to let one of them just flock and like and let him be. just fly. And that's Darius Garland. Who might a better be. passer than Sexton? Yeah, no, for sure, for he's sure. And, and I mean, to be quite honest, he's a better shooter too. Yeah, twenty points, eight. Uh, well, is he actually? I need. I know from three. But well, I, 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 I honestly wasn't watching the Cavs when Colin Sexton was playing. Obviously, because there was a small sample size this year and the year before, they weren't all that. But I mean, I've seen Darius Garland, man. He 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 has some Trey like moments out there. Yeah, you know, and he's shooting thirty eight percent from three. Kevin Love thirty nine percent as well. Too, it's quick. Colin Sexton has more of a set shot. He shoots it from the side of his head a little bit. Yeah, it's no a little back. bit easier to defend. But Garland, he's you know just quick, just right quick there in front of your face. 
35 and, uh, and 23. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But Chetty Osmond, man, I mean, when you if you ever get a chance to watch the Cavs and you see that you see that that that, that offense flowing, I think that Chetty you you'll see Chetty Osmond having a really big um part to play in that because he does a little bit of everything. I mean, as much as you know, he might not look like it. He definitely, he definitely is a good passer. He's a great shooter. He's a good ball handler um, for his size, and you know, obviously not being as athletic as you know the rest of the league, the majority of the league. Um, so I really like, I like Chetty Osman. I think he's a sleeper in the league. I think he's going to be something good. Never not 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 an all star, all NBA player, or anything like that. But um, I think him and Kevin Love has been carrying that bench, especially ever since Colin and uh, Ricky Rubio went down. So it's definitely one thing that I've noticed from the Cavs. And going to be so exciting to see them. If they can lock in a playoff spot, to see them play in a series without LeBron would be awesome. But mm-hmm. let's go to the Heat, who have been even better than expectations. Despite all the injuries they've had and the COVID issues they've had, they're number one in the East right now, tied with the Bulls, who we'll get to at the end. 38-21, and 21, that's 59 games played. Duncan Robinson's played 56 games, but Kyle Lowry's missed 13 games. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler has missed... 19 games yeah 19 games uh bam out of bio has missed 25 games yet they still find themselves number one eric spolstra definitely should be in coach of the year talks pj tucker has obviously been a good help to that team yeah. gabe vincent he had some game a game against the he went off I love uh, 37 percent shooting threes this season for him nine points a game max struce is averaging 11 points this season uh, Omer Yustavin, so whatever his name is, too. Yustavin averaging six and six. The rook, I think he's a rookie, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, rookie from Turkey. Yeah, and I was gonna then, say I don't college though. Yeah, for sure. Caleb Martin is averaging nine and a half points. So they've had so many moving parts. Dwayne Dedman started uh, some games. Yustavin started some games with Bam out. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is obviously Kyle Lowry has obviously helped this team out. Thirteen points, yeah. four and a half rebounds, eight assists. Just plays the yeah. right way. Jimmy Butler, 22 points, six rebounds, six assists when he plays. Bam Adebayo, 18 points and 10 rebounds. So he's continuing to get better. Uh, will he be hitting his mid-range consistently in the playoffs? Uh, we'll see. Will Jimmy, Butler play, will Jimmy Butler play like the bubble version or will he play more like last year? Uh, obviously, having Kyle Lowry there will help. Are these guys a real championship contender, man? Uh, 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 I don't want to disrespect them at all, you know, because day in and day out for the past few years, they have proved themselves, um, as has Jimmy Butler. You know, he he's proved himself really wherever he's gone. Um, but, I mean, it's just something about the heat. Do you think they just I'm lack just, that, like, that number one? Like, they don't – do they, they have the best don't, They lack that number one team – kind of vibe that morale really? that I get from all the like I, I I can't even see them honestly as much you know mess as I've talked about the Grizzlies in the playoffs I don't even see them being the team like the Grizzlies in the playoffs let alone like well that can't be the finals for that yeah yeah obviously you know but it, it, you know and you know also really man I think they get it really good I just think my problem with I think they have that culture and like they play well together and they're super organized yeah, no, sure. I think their only problem is for winning a championship is I just don't I love Jimmy Butler man but I just don't think he's that guy like to be the best part of the championship team I just think honestly if they did if they ended up somehow some way making it and let alone winning the championship I think that would be the biggest epitome of like defense championships yeah since I can remember because I don't see their offense flourishing like that enough to beat some of the better teams in the league. But honestly, I can see their defense because across the board, people like Max Strauss, 
like you mentioned, Caleb Martin, Omer Yusufin, um, Jimmy Butler, obviously, PJ Tucker. You go across the board, Bam really. Bam Adebayo, everybody, I mean, Bam Adebayo is great. Bam Adebayo. You go across, across the board, everybody that plays on that team, besides obviously Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, are exceptional defenders. I mean, yeah, and, Lowry and too, I, he holds his own. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is he's always been a great defender. He I think he leads between him and Blake Griffin, they lead the league in charge and Marcus Smart. They lead yeah. the league in charges like consistently, you know, like and and I mean people don't really understand how much a charge really means, but or defensively how much it means. But um if you're able to get in front of somebody at six one, you know, and take that take that to the chest every time, um, confidently and consistently. That's a huge, that's a huge, not even, not even defensively good, but for motivation purposes, that's great, you know, for a team that, that stuff that, that's kind of stuff that doesn't add up on the stat sheet, you know? So Kyle Lowry is definitely a great addition to that team. I, he was, he's been much better than I ever assumed. I was never big on Kyle Lowry. Um, I mean, he went and got his championship and I, I, there's nothing negative you can really say about the man now. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely been a great addition to the team. I think PJ Tucker has definitely been a great addition to the team. I don't know how he's been able to stay so consistent with his three point shooting, but I mean, he just sticks to what he knows he's great at. And I think he's led the league in corner three point shooting for the past what two three years, ever since dating back to the Rockets on the ride. Forty five percent from three this year. That's yeah, crazy. like he's just, he's just insane. He, it just it kind of makes no sense, you know, because it's not the kind of player I remember him being, you know, way back when on the Suns or. Um, yeah early years in the Rockets. So, but I got I'm, just, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see they're doing good. You know, I'm glad to see that, honestly, that their bubble run wasn't a fluke, put it that way. You know, because I, I don't like that kind of talk. If a team makes a championship, I don't like hearing, oh, they weren't a championship team or, oh, that year was a fluke or, oh, this, oh, that, you know, they're a championship team. They made it there. They beat some good teams and, you know, they, they, they put in the work, they put in the effort that everybody else has and it's showing, you know, they're a number one seed in the East. Um, even with all the injuries, you know, they, they, they've been, they've been phenomenal. So yeah, I'm excited they're, to see them in the playoffs this year. I just don't have high hopes to be honest. Yeah. The top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating seventh in offense, sixth in defense. It says they play the last in pace They play the slowest pace in the league, apparently, which is interesting. I can see that. Um, I mean, who, who would get anyway, on that team and run, you know? Yeah. I guess Jimmy Bradley, Butler, like, in Bradley, Bams, no, but like anyway, let's go to the team. That's probably been the biggest surprise besides the Cavs in the entire East. And that's the Bulls who have been, and it's mainly because I mean, we knew what Zach Levine was going to be. And I think right. he's going to be, I think that he can be a liability on defense sometimes around the rim and he's just a little bit slow footed. But we know Vooch, I know he had a slow start to the season, but he's averaging 18 and 12 right now. Uh, yeah. Lonzo Ball, before he got injured, him and Caruso, you know, Caruso was taken out by Grayson Allen. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. That was as of January 22nd. And then Lonzo had surgery on his left knee, and it said he was going to return in six to eight weeks. That was as of January 20th. Patrick Williams, he was injured very early into the season, uh, and he's was supposed to be out for the entire year, but it says he could return before the end of the regular season. Yeah. They've had some injury problems, but the main reason, you know, Lonzo was great. Their defense has been very good. In term, oh, actually, wow! I guess in the beginning of the season it was. Now it's twentieth of thirty in defensive rating and eighteenth. Yeah, I'm about to say they lost. They lost some good defensive pieces, man. They, I've been watching. Yeah, Lonzo Caruso being out probably hurt, but and Patrick Williams. Yeah, Patrick Williams too. Yeah, but third in offensive rating, and I think the biggest reason why that we didn't expect a resurgence. Yeah, and best season of his career for thirty-two year old Demar Derozan. By far. 
missed only four yeah. games this season, averaging 28 points a game, which is third in the league to go along with five rebounds, five assists. It's almost like he took everything from San Antonio in terms of playmaking and got that Toronto like mid range and pep in the step scoring back with even more confidence and experience than he's ever yeah. had. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm honestly most surprised at the fact that he came and I mean, from the jump, I mean, it, it, he took this team over. And I, honestly, I still to this day, it might be a hot take, you know, flame me if you want, but I still think that Zach Levine is a better player. I do. I do. I still think it's Zach's team. I think that's one of the biggest things we got to give Zach credit for, man. He's yeah. let the road yeah. to eat. Yeah, no, because I mean, uh, every time I watch them play, um, I forget Zach's on the court sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I forget that Zach is out there. I look to the bench to see if he's there, and then I look and see that DeRozan just passing the ball just to get it right back. Um, it makes no sense because, I mean, obviously we're used to Zach, you know, ever since, you know, the Timberwolves. Um, that The Bulls have been his team. You know, they, 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 I mean, he's been one of the better shooting guards in the league, if not, you know, one of the best. Um, and so for DeRozan to just come in this year and just – had like you said, have a resurgence and just and just claim and just take it by the throat, this team, and just you know take them to the top. Literally, their number. I mean, they're the number one seed. I I I'm honestly just as surprised as that as at, at anything else in the league. I mean, I'm not, honestly I'm not surprised that DeRozan being great. Don't get me wrong, he's a great player. He's always been a great player. He's been oversigned by you know some other stars in the league. Hasn't had as much playoff success as you know everybody would would think. He's been to the conference finals, you know, but that you know. In the East yeah. where, you know, we don't need to talk about that too much. But the crazy thing is, I mean, he this is his highest scoring season of his entire career. Like, it's insane. Nasty. You know, I don't think he's, ever, he's probably never broken 25, 26 points per game. No, I he averaged 27.3 in 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um, but okay. The, the most impressive thing to me, in the beginning of the season, it looked like he was benefiting off the spacing of, like, being able to go one-on-one, like, and nobody was – too, not too many people were zeroing in on him. They were staying home to Lonzo yeah, and yeah. Uh, Vooch because everybody was shoot, uh, being able to shoot. Pat yeah. Williams, uh, Vucevic, and Levine. And he was just going one-on-one, no no, uh, no doubles or anything or no loading up. And I was like, man, he's got a contested mid-range. You know, he doesn't have to go to the teeth of the defense. And yeah. when you got a contested mid-range, man, like I don't think that – and now there's a big thing about DeRozan about uh, is he going to be able to do it in the playoffs. You know, he always does this. He always chokes. And this is the biggest difference is now he's got a guy like Zach who we're arguing who the best part of the team is. And I yep. think what we're going to find out and who's going to, the distinction will come, who's going to get the ball at the end of playoff games. Who's going to close. Oh, the I'm telling you right now, it's going to be DeRozan. I, 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 every time I watch it's, I, like I said, I forget Zach's on the court sometimes, man. And part of that reason is obviously because DeRozan does get hot. And when he gets hot, he gets hot. He does not and, miss. And I, mean, I mean, it's the crazy thing. Zach, I've seen be. Props to Zach for letting him like take yeah. the spotlight. No, you know sure. what I mean? Like for sure. I guess, so if what you're saying, it looks like just with the with the way that the season DeRozan has had, it would kind of be maybe a little bit. I don't want to say disrespectful because it's his team for Levine to come in and say, "Yo, yo!" In the playoffs, though, it's gonna be my my show at the end of the game because DeRozan's hit game winners this year multiple. I and think I, I think that's just up to them to fill fill it out. You know, yeah, you and know? that's what the best players do, man. They yeah, and the fact I think it is. Closers, I think it is. They have two closers and two. another guy that yeah. we need to talk about is the rookie, Ayo Desumu, man. He plays with he's a lot right. of passion. He's good he's in transition. Right. He can finish. And I just don't like I just don't like the fact that they have him and Kobe White. There. I feel like they're very similar in games. I think Ayo is just a rookie version of Kobe. Ayo um, can play a little bit more off the ball, but I have to watch a little bit. Yeah, more. no, for sure. For sure. For sure he can. Um 
but I just I don't know. I don't really see. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, it's working. They're the number one seed, and there's you know not really exactly. much to about. Dude, Zach but, is still averaging 24.6 points, five rebounds, yeah, four and a half Zach assists. Is having a great year. He's an all-star. Shooting and 40% from three. Yeah, I know. And Zach's an missed all-star. games this season. That's also hurt him. You know, he's missed uh, 12 games. But if the Bulls – and the Bulls – Billy Donovan also should get some consideration for Coach of the Year with how many injuries that they've yeah. had and been able to sustain this. And, you know, DeRozan is They're number one. I mean, they're number one in the East. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's – you know, DeRozan was going to sacrifice shot attempts in San Antonio. That's the thing. Everybody sacrifices their stats in this in San Antonio. And maybe we didn't realize that he was giving up more stats than he could still show us. You know, he only averaged 21 points last year, but he probably yeah. still could average 25. He t- took two or three more shots. So I think to be honest, what it is with the Bulls from when I when I watch is even when DeRozan is at his hottest, even when he's hitting all these shots, these game winners, whatever it is, you can't really you can't really double him as much as he's ever been able to be doubled in his life. The fact that he can't get doubled, he's not even – honestly, when I watch, he doesn't even get all the way to the rim. He just he just backs him down, gets to a spot on some Kobe, Jordan stuff, and and just does what he does, man. And he, you can tell that he has been practicing his mid-range over the past few years. You can tell that he's working on these shots that he's taking pump faking in front of people three times, pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, pivot, pump fake, fade away, and one. Like, he's, he, you can tell he's practicing that, and you can tell that people on his team know that because they're giving it to him. They're giving him the green light. They're spacing out. And like I said, they usually – I mean, now that Crusoe's gone, uh, Desumno, Desumno, I don't – sorry, Io, and Kobe White have really taken over uh, Alex Crusoe's minutes, and even they can shoot, you know, and, and, and handle the ball. Um I want to say that go as far as to say that they can, you know, create their own shot on a consistent basis, Kobe, more than Io. But I definitely want to say that DeRozan is surrounded by exactly what he needs to be surrounded by. You know, like he he doesn't he doesn't feel the pressure of needing to be the best player on the team. Of needing, I hope, I hope he won't. And the, it's gonna be awesome to see the Bulls back in the playoffs. Bro. It is. It is. I think they go. I think they. I think they go second. Second. To, I think they go semi to conference finals. I could see that. At this point, they'd probably be saying it's it's a total disappointment if they don't make it past the first round. Um, but I think it's the same with the they don't make it past the first round. I mean, I, I don't I everything everybody has talked about this year has gone out the window. But but still though, I think it's been a great season. I think they're gonna come run it back for next season regardless and hope they'll be more healthy, even if they got upset. So I've heard some people say they think the Hawks could beat them. I don't like I don't that. Think, huh? I just don't like I don't I don't think if they I I don't even want to think about that if they lose in okay. the first round. I don't even I don't think that's possible. But Maybe if they see somebody like the Hawks. I can see the Hawks. Yeah, maybe. that's the only one I was thinking, maybe. Yeah, but maybe the Hawks. Let's, let's talk about a team that has been a circus. The experiment mm-hmm. is over. I've talked about them several times. It was a weird year. Kyrie Irving never got vaccinated. Weirdest. He was going – He was. He, they weren't going to allow him to play part-time. I know Harden was annoyed by it. He made comments in the media about joking about I'm injecting myself. You know what I'm saying? Him and Kevin Rant were playing great. I mean, at least Harden took a while. He did not look himself. He clearly has lost a step and is really showing signs of a decline since he came back off that surgery, yeah. um, the hamstring. Yeah. But, you know, he said before the season, healthy James Harden, scary hours. And he clearly, whether it was the rule changes in the beginning of the season, they yeah. started to slowly regress back to giving him his calls, though, I've, I've noticed. But whether it's the rule changes Definitely. or him not being in shape, 
or him not being 100% anymore or declining, a mixture of everything. He was disappointing. Kevin Durant was playing amazing basketball. He was in the MVP conversation in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then he went down. He was playing a lot of minutes. And they warned him. They said, Kevin, are you sure you're not playing too many minutes? He said, I'll die on this court. I've been sitting out for a while. I tore my Achilles. You know, I've, I'm ready for this. Kyrie Irving didn't play a game. Kevin Durant gets injured. Now James Harden has to carry the load. Now they tell Kyrie Irving that he can come back. Or around, it was either right before he got injured, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, where yeah, Kyrie was going to come back. And I think Harden started to was like, man, after all that we've done, now you're just going to let him come back. And now you're drawing up the same amount of plays for him to get as many shots as me. And, you know, there were rumors, of, a lot of reports about him not getting along with uh, the schemes Curry. offensively that they were utilizing, yeah. you know, with, with you wanting the ball even more, which I just find it hard to believe. These had to have come after Kevin Durant got hurt because they were playing good basketball before that. They were defending. Claxton's had a yeah, much better won. year. Patty Mills has been great. You know, they lost Joe Harris, but Kevin Durant and James Harden still being on the court was was huge. And then now, you know, for Harden in the month of January, when things started going south with, with, with Durant, he wanted out. He's been talking to people about it on the side, but he never asked for a trade until he basically quit against the Sacramento Kings and scored five points, wasn't trying on defense. And then there was, you know, rumors of, is he out? Is he load managing? Or is he just requesting a trade? He clearly is out because he didn't play in the All-Star game, which he made. But... Now we find out that he, at the end, requested a trade. Kevin Durant was put was wanted it to finally happen because it was clearly affecting the locker room. Yeah, clearly, you know, whatever he wants to say about he doesn't dislike Kyrie Irving. This was a fiasco that could have been prevented, I think, with Kyrie having uh, taken the vaccine and Harden was not messing with it. But at the same time, it's like, are you not able to stick it out with Durant or like he's like he leaves the Rockets because he doesn't want to carry apparently anymore. But when he goes down, has the opportunity to carry, or no, no, I'm sorry, you get reports that he wants a bigger role in the offense, and maybe those aren't true, maybe they're not. But you know, the players go down, and now you can carry again, like in Houston, for a little bit, do what yeah. you need to do, and he he bailed. And now we have Ben Simmons, who we'll see if he even plays. But Seth Curry's a big addition. If Ben Simmons plays, this team could be a championship contender this year, in my opinion. But they're going to need yeah, some time to gel. Sure. And it's all about if the mandate is lifted and if Kyrie can play. Give me your yeah. thoughts on everything that's gone on with this team, and then we're going to end with the Warriors and the Suns. Um, I mean, just to be honest, first off, I think out of everybody in the league this year, Harden came into this year with the most pressure. Let's just get the. I mean, me personally, I could be wrong. I, I could he's up not. there, man. He's up there. But I definitely think the fact that he was playing with. I mean, obviously, we 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 know he's ring ch- he's ring chasing at this point. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, in this day and age, we we get it. You know, we understand it's what it is. Um, and but with that comes pressure. You know, you're ring chasing. You better go get a ring. You know, and and between him and um, Chris Paul and even Russ, you know, between those three who are who are getting to their latter ages of you know their career. Um, latter stages of their career, I'm sorry. Um, I think that they've had the most pressure uh, in the league, to, at least to start this year off. Um, and not Chris Paul, I wouldn't say. Chris Paul, everybody. Yeah, maybe a little less. Maybe, I mean, he achieved, he achieved a lot more than – The uh, pressure for the Suns will come in the playoffs. Everyone yeah, is yeah, – Yeah, for sure. I guess more so the pressure is deemed towards the, to the Suns now than Chris Paul in general. Um, but with that being said, I think that Harden just folds under pressure, man. And I, I've been trying to fight it. You know that I've always been a you fan. Have. You have. literally fought me. We've had so many arguments about Harden yeah, over the years. We have. We have. And I think that this is just my breaking point for Harden, man. I, I am not. 
I am not a fan of his no any longer. I don't like, you know, the fact that he, the pressure just gets to him, you know, it just, I mean, it's, I, 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 I just, that's what it, that's what it seems like. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it because regardless, you know, um, if Kyrie plays or not, I still think that with, with James Harden or with Ben Simmons or, you know, whatever, with neither, I think there's still a very good case to at least go deep in the playoffs, maybe not finals, but semifinals, conference finals, Kevin Durant, and, you know, uh, what's going to happen with that? Album, I just, I just, I just was very disappointed with the way that the Nets played out. I, I never wanted them to do anything great because, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of KD. I'm not a fan of Kyrie's too much. Um, and so it's not that I'm even hating, but I just have other people that I want to see, you know, succeed yeah. before I want to see, before I see them succeed. Um, but I just am very disappointed. I, I know that they are. I know they're like what the sixth or seventh seed right now, and that is definitely yeah, they, not they're actually the eighth seed right now. Yeah, that's just a, that's just terrible, man. That's just terrible. I, fallen, I mean, hey, listen, recently they haven't had Kevin. Yeah, they haven't had Kevin, Kyrie, or James Harden in the past what February since February. They're twenty four um, and at twelve least at home because Kyrie. I know Kyrie has the weird pandemic thing. Um. But I mean, I just, I just feel like as a great player in this league, you have more expectations, and you know, you're expected to stick it out. You know, you're expected to take something, take it to the chin. You know, every once in a while, because you have to. You just, I mean, as a great player, there's, it's not always going to go your way. There's other great players in the league that have other great seasons, and it's not always going to be your year. And I mean, I think James Harden is just tired of not having his way, his year. Um, and I just am very disappointed with that. But other than that, I, I do like. Um, some people on the Nets, I mean, just to talk about some positives, Cam, Tom, Cam Thomas, I mean, my God, every time I watch them, he, 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 especially now that KD is out, I mean, it's like, you can't even tell he's a rookie, man. You, you, like, he gives me, like, Jordan Clarkson vibes. He's going 20, I mean, and it's not, it's not bad that he's going 20 points on 20 shots. I, I personally don't think so as a rookie, especially when you don't have James Harden anymore. You don't have Kyrie some days. You don't have KD. Um, Cam Thomas has been phenomenal. You know, he, he's been phenomenal. Patty Mills. Yeah. Um, the Australian, Kevin Rand, by the way, I just want to say Kevin Rand, they were 24 and 12 when he plays. So like he was out, he was killing it, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. What could do? Are you surprised? I'm not, I'm not, I mean, no, he was playing exceptionally you well. Me, you, you still want to fight me on the fact that he's the best player in the league when healthy. He may still be, I'm not going to stand on that hill because I think we're going to, I think this is the most wide open it's been like last in year was between KD and yeah. last year to me was between KD and Curry. And I think some may want to give it to Giannis after Giannis, he won the yeah. championship, but the dialogue was a lot of KD and, and Curry. KD not in the regular season. Curry was the best player in the regular yeah. season to me. Yeah, Giannis was up he there didn't too. Make it last season. season, but yeah, yeah, this season. Yeah, no, I think Giannis- I agree. I think I think with you know best player, and usually that goes hand in hand with MVP. Um, I think it's as wide open as, as it ever has been, especially with all the injuries and um, you know with COVID being a thing. I, I, I and then obviously with the Lakers situation, LeBron is slowly but surely losing his crown. Um, I think it definitely – and then there's just some people that you just don't want to say are the best in the league. You know, like Jokic. Nobody really wants yeah. to say that yeah. Jokic is the best in the league. Nobody wants to say that a big, slow, unathletic white man is the best person in the league, you know. but Yeah, it's those I mean, four, though. We're going to find out this playoffs to me who performs the best. doesn't necessarily mean who wins the championship, but who performs yeah, the, but best. Who performs who performs the best. Yeah, but who performs the best. KD, Jokic, Steph, and Giannis. Um, yeah. which, which brings us to – by the way, so the Nets, my final take on them is – it's the same as as the Sixers in terms of we got to see what Ben Simmons and them look like on the court. They're going to need to get Kevin Durant back, though, ASAP, or else this is getting ugly. And then Kyrie Irving situation, if they don't get that figured out, they're not winning anything this year. But going into yeah. next year, it could be big. 
Now yeah. let's end with the two teams with the best record in the NBA. I'm going to start with the obvious one, who it's going to yeah. just be what can they do in the playoffs. Chris Paul, phenomenal again. Had an amazing streak of injury luck until now. Just messed up his hand again. We've seen this so many times. As a Clipper fan, I've seen it. He used to mess up his hand all the time. He's yeah. going to be out for six – they said six to eight weeks. I hope that's six weeks because that would – if it's eight weeks, that would be like a either the first round of the playoffs is coming back or a week mm -hmm. before. Devin Booker's That's had another famous. great season. Somehow he still doesn't get talked about in, in these top 10 in the league conversations. People just, yeah. I don't know, maybe he has too many efficient, inefficient nights for people. DeAndre Aiden missed some games. Bismack Biombo and various centers came in. Chris Paul still made them look good. Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder have been awesome again. They've just, again, another year of chemistry, continuity. They know each other. They're yeah. well coached. Yeah. And they are the number one seed in the NBA. And they're still it seems like people are not getting taking them that seriously to win the title. It seems like they are yeah. more recently, but now with Paul, uh, Chris Paul out, it's going to be big. So give me your brief take on the Suns. Yeah, yeah. no, I uh, I think me and you are probably out of the many people I know that talk, you know, uh, religiously about basketball. Um, I think me and you are the highest sold on Devin Booker uh, that I know of. And like you said, he's not getting the recognition that he probably – um, deserves with that, uh, you know, obviously is I honestly, I think it's more timing and um, personnel than just Chris Paul as to the reason they had such a successful year last year, as opposed to the year yeah. before, obviously Chris Paul was, you know, a huge part to that. Um, but I just hate the dialogue that Chris Paul is the only reason because, yeah, you know, there's all these graphics that pop up. Yeah, there's all these graphics that pop up when he was on the Rockets that their predicted seed and then their actual percentage and and then the the Thunder obviously he took them to the playoffs you know which is phenomenal I don't want to take that away from him at all but I just think that Chris Paul is definitely one of those players who knows how to make people better around him and I mean that's just all you need to keep it at um, he's definitely made Booker better he's made Aiton better he's made Crowder better he's definitely made um, Cam Johnson better I like Cam Johnson a lot Cam Johnson's been great yeah I like Cam Johnson and Michael Bridges a lot I think those two very, very sound and solid pieces that they need to win, um, that, that need to play good for them to win defensively and offensively, more so defensively. Um, they have great role players, man. They have guys yeah, they that do. shoot the ball and defend. Like, that's what yeah. you need in this league Campaign, right now, Campaign is up there. JaVale McGee. They might and have they, the best. And that was the big move that the guy from Nothing But Suns told me in our preview of the Suns this season was they're going to have a backup big against teams like Giannis. When when Aiton can go out, they'll have some relief with some real rim protection. Yeah, because yeah, And they're yeah, top five in the league. They're the only team we've talked about top five in the league in both offensive and defensive rating. They're I can see I mean, that's team. no surprise. If you know basketball, you know that's no surprise. Not at all. And they're this year, and the biggest critique I had of, of Chris Paul in the finals was they he slowed the pace down from campaign. This year it says they're eighth in pace. Um, but we'll see pace in the playoffs. It's all a different game. But they have as great yeah, a win as anybody. How do you think the Chris uh, – because I don't want to talk about their playoff hopes too much yet because we'll do that before the playoffs. But in terms of closing the season as the one seed with Chris Paul out, do you think Devin Booker can keep the ship alive and keep them at that yeah. one seed? Yeah, I think – I think I, I saw this graphic on Twitter or this, this you know um, – whatever graphic, I guess, for lack of better terms. Um, and since like January 2nd, they're like, what, like 17 and two or something like yeah, that, so they like 11 straight and then lost one and then seven straight and then lost one. And so I think just that momentum alone can carry them into the playoffs um, as the one seed, let alone the best team in, in, in league. Um, and then just, you know, the personnel around them, even when Chris Paul goes down, um, 
they're still a great team. They're still a top five team in the league with Chris Paul out. I mean, let's be real. Are they? I mean, we haven't I seen that this so. season, though, because Chris Paul is as, 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 as the way that every team is right now, with all of these great players being out six to eight weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever the case may be, I think that if you put them up against any team right now in the playoffs, um, I don't know many that can beat them. I, I genuinely don't. Maybe the Bucks because they're healthy. Um, the 76ers, I'll give them that. Uh, I think the Bulls could give them a run for the money and the, and the, and the Warriors. I think that those are really the only teams that I can confidently you think the Grizzlies, say. You think the Grizzlies could be the Chris Paul list? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think wow. not yet. I, I think, well, I think because, see, honestly, yeah. I don't know. I don't know any team that has, well, I mean, I guess besides the Suns and the Hawks of last year that have done such a significantly great job in the playoffs their first time. You know, with everybody yeah. being – with everybody having their first real playoff run. Yeah, facts. Um, that's true. You know, like I, I don't remember the last time I've seen that. I mean, I, I don't. Kawhi carried the 2019 Raptors. LeBron obviously yeah, carried – Yeah, but that, the, those guys had some experience. Lowry. Yeah, and, you know, even they had some up. experience, you know. And so yeah. um, Kyle Lowry being the vet that he has, you know, it's it's just I, – I don't see it. I don't see I, – I think that experience is the most important thing come playoff time. Um you know, everybody has their differences. They, they, they might, must, must, some people might not think so, but I think experience is uh, the number one thing you need um, when it comes to playoff time. And I just don't think the Grizzlies have that yet. I mean, it's gonna. It only takes one playoff series because I'm, I'm high, highly sold on the Suns, and uh, really the only person who had playoff experience on that team is um, Chris Paul. You could say Jay Crowder. He, I think he went to the finals the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul and then Javale McGee. You know, this is really the only people who have. Well, obviously the whole Suns team does now, but beforehand um and javel wasn't on the team last year so yeah yes i think they, i think they i think they roll into the, the late season with the number one seed well number one or two i mean obviously with the guys we're talking about next um those are the only guys i see giving them a run for their money to be honest and let's finish let's finish it off the golden yeah. state warriors uh the one of the biggest surprises of the season for sure i know a lot of warriors fans had them finishing high they finished they didn't even make the playoffs last year they were finished eighth and then they lost two playing games they the biggest question before the season that we had on the preview was when is Clay Thompson coming back? But what we didn't realize was that they were going to be considered a championship contender even before Clay Thompson came back. Yeah. They had a friendly start to the season in terms of a schedule and they took very big advantage of it in the month of November. They started the season 18 and two, and then they started playing better teams. I remember that there was big talk uh, around the turn of November to December can they beat great teams? They played the Suns. They split one on the um, one at home, lost on the road, mm-hmm. and then as they started playing better teams, you know they did lose some games, but they have they have taken that momentum and uh, ridden it the whole season. Mm-hmm. Forty two and seventeen. Steph Curry was going ballistic in the beginning of the season yeah. and was the fem- MVP favorite, but then yeah. when he started, when he broke the record, Ray Allen's oh, record, oh, he had a two month slump. In yeah. which they still managed to win yeah. games. Yeah, I was just I was just about to say that when I watched yeah. him, it doesn't. I mean, you can tell he's in a slump, but I mean, he's, they're still winning games, and they're still winning games like like good games, significantly good games. Yeah, um, and they're and they're winning with the defensive end. Everybody looks at the word yeah. to talk about the offense. You know, Jordan Poole, who we talked about in the preview, has come a very long way. He has improved a lot. He's yeah, averaging. Sure. 16 points a night and then Andrew Wiggins who's not only guards the best player but he's averaging his own 18 points a night on 48 percent shooting and 41 from three 
You know, I, I mean, love Wiggins. First all-star appearance as a starter, as the Warriors fans around the world and rallied together and got Andrew Wiggins in the all-star game. I think he deserved it. Draymond yeah. Green, though, to me, before he got hurt, and their record was 28-6 and six with Draymond. I think that Draymond was playing defensive player of the year level, and but we already know about that. I think what really made a difference this year was Draymond Green last year had moments where they were playing four on five when Curry had the yeah. ball in his hands. Yeah. Draymond Green well, he knows with the ball in his hands. But this year, it looks like he's actually attacking space. You wouldn't be able to tell by the PPGs averaging around the same eight points a game. But he went from shooting – he's shooting 54% this season, which is surprising last yeah. year, he shot 45. So almost a 10% increase. And then you've had guys like Otto Porter jr. And Nemanja Bielitsa who have come in to try to spread the floor. You yeah. know, Bielitsa, I know started out the season better and has tapered off a bit, but Otto Porter jr. Has been amazing. I mean, that Christmas game against the Suns, he was fantastic. Yeah. You know, Kuminga too. Been, it's been infectious, man. It's been infectious. It's been, yeah. it's been little additions. And then guys like Jonathan Kaminga who have come in recently and yeah. gone nuts. And, gone and nuts. I like the last couple of months. I don't want to say recently, like it's been the last two weeks. Last Maybe couple like of months, Christmas. He, can, he can defend. He has length. It's Steph, despite Steph Curry's slump and Draymond's injury, they still find themselves playing great. And now Clay Thompson's back. He's averaging 17 points a game. He's shooting the ball. Not as great as he, as you'd expect, not, as great as he once was, but he's slowly getting better. He's shooting 37% from deep. And the Warriors are as also, I don't want to forget about Igadala coming back and Gary Payton, the second, who yeah. has been a revelation on defense. Yeah. They are a I think they're the number one defensive team in the league. Yes, they are by defensive rating, fourth in opposing points, but the Warriors always play a above average pace. So you know yeah. that their opposing points will be a little higher. But Warriors, man. Right now, I'd say they're my favorites to come out of the West, especially now with this Chris Paul injury. I got them coming out of the West right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Um, it's all gonna be in terms of championship to me, though. It's all gonna be about Wardale. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And Steve Kerr, to be honest with you, how he implements Clay Thompson back into the offense come playoff time. Um, yeah, I think one not- thing is tricky is is Clay and Wiggins. You know, I've heard that they're mm-hmm. trying to like get along. And and Wiggins Poole. is kind of and taking Poole, off. Poole is coming up on. The, he's on the come up too. Yeah. Offensively, and Poole is the kind of guy he can definitely work off the ball, but he's a little more uh agile and uh herky jerky. You know, oh, he yeah, needs he's the ball a little bit, yeah, he needs the ball a little bit to get a little hot. He needs a shot to see a shot go in, yeah, um, rhythm before player. he you know starts, yeah, before he starts hooping, hooping like that. Um, as opposed to somebody like Wiggins, who I'm not gonna say he could score zero points, but and be and have a good game, but I mean, like you said, he's guarding the be- other best, especially with Draymond going down and Iguodala. Um, between him and Kuminga, who actually has been playing a lot of the five more so that I've been watching. I, I didn't even mm-hmm. know that until I started watching recently. Um, between those two, they're guarding the two best players on the other best team. Um, and and obviously with Clay being back, he's going to add to that factor even more. Um, and I mean, you said it. I mean, like you said, all we've been talking about here is defense when it comes to the Warriors. And and that's not what most people would want to talk about, you know, because you have Stephen Curry, you got uh, All-Star Wiggins, you got Clay Thompson, you got all these people who, you know, Jordan Poole, who are exciting to watch, who are good to score. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, everybody on that team, every, and, and I, and everybody on that team, I can't think of one, even Belinsa, he's a good defender. He's long. He, he goes hands up. He lets people hit him in his chest. You know, he's, he's, he's got a little weight on him. Um, he's obviously can't guard the wing, like, you know, the rest of his team, but I mean, everybody that I've watched on that team can guard. I mean, like, yeah, and they all like that's the thing. They're well coached. They know, like, they're sharp on all yeah. the rotations. They know who they're switching on. They know who they're not. They communicate. 
Like it's just you can clearly tell they've put a lot of out. They they seem like a team that has practiced and like yeah. they move yeah. without yeah. the ball really well. Like that's the thing to me is they play different than any team in the league. Like the Suns, yeah. they get their ball movement off Chris Paul pick and roll, like swing and put the defense in rotation. But the Warriors get the ball because Curry is the focal point of their offense, but he doesn't even yeah, have the ball. He moves without it, and then it's infectious. Everybody moves without it. And one thing I want to say too is like when everyone's touching the ball like that and people are moving without the ball and you're always, you know, looking over your shoulder. I think that that's part of the reason why Curry can go cold and they still win because mm -hmm. they're making teams work hard on defense. Yeah. Everyone's touching the rock. And I think a guy like, I think Braun is a better defender than Curry, but one thing Curry consistently puts in is he'll really put in the effort for his size. Yeah. And he's gotten stronger and I think better at defense. Whereas no, and I think sure. that's a great tone for his he team. Knows right? he has Braun, to. He's a more naturally good defender, but, he can be a little lazy sometimes, and that sets a tone for his team. I think yeah. even though Curry has, has um, you know, fallen out of the MVP race with this slump, probably he's still to me having such an incredible season in terms of what he's been yeah. able to do with this team. And I think that he's having an MVP caliber season still. And I think he's still in that best player in the world conversation to me, even though he doesn't generate the easy looks of a Jokic and a Giannis. When he gets going, it's really all going to come down to me. It's hard I to think say. A lot of it's going to come down to the stars, man, at the highest levels. Which stars going to outperform the others? Because I really think that the supporting cast are pretty good all the way around. I mean, obviously yeah. not Jokic, but like when it comes to Giannis's Bucks, the Suns, and then the Warriors, then they got nah. their supporting casts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Any I just want to bring back off the, off the off the point you made. Um, you've always been. I mean, you 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 harp on it more than anybody. I probably know that uh, leaders always need to lead. You know, they always need to, you know, whether it's with body language or because of Kobe, man, we were, we were ruined board. by watching that. Yeah, you've always, Kobe you've always been big on that. You've definitely always been big on that, you know, and uh, I can definitely say that even when Curry is down, he keeps his head up. You know, he definitely, yep. he never lets people see him down. He never gets mad at his teammates. He never vocalizes any kind of frustration he has against anybody. He just keeps his head up and keeps it pushing. He shoots 0 for 10. He'll go back, shoot 0 for 8. He'll go back, shoot 0 for 7. Then, you know, one game he'll come back and shoot 9 for 11. You know, was and it last year? Was it last year where we saw angry Curry where he was screaming at his teammates towards the end of the probably. season? Yeah, probably. And I mean, that was last very year, rare. I remember had, that. You know, last year he had the weight of the shoulders, the weight, the weight, you know, everything. Weight of the on world, the yeah. And so, exactly. yeah, I agree. Well, if you had to make, I know it's a long ways away, but if you had to make one pick to come out of each conference right now, who'd the finals be? I'm going Warriors and Bucks. It's it's so unpredictable because you don't know who's going to be healthy. Mm, that's so tough, man. I know. It's oh, much right before Honestly, oh, it's so hard not to say the Bucks, man. I know it really. I feel like they're the most put together, man. I have too many question marks about the other teams. Oh, it's so I hard not to say the Bucks. Yeah, the, you, might right. you might be right. I mean, honestly, I want to say the 76ers or the Nets, but I just, I just, too I many question there's marks. So many, there's so many question marks. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I'll just go. I'll, I'll piggyback on you. I, I, I want to say the war. I, honestly, I want to say the Suns too, but I don't. I don't see the Suns being the Warriors fully healthy. There's just the Warriors are just they're just too long. They're just too deep. But I mean, the Suns are deep too. But I think that the the, the Warriors' deepness is a little better. And they have the best third option. The third option for the Warriors right now, I think Aiton is a little bit better. Or or, um, yeah, I guess Aiton or Chris Paul, whoever you want to call, it, is the third option. Um. It's a little better than, than than Wiggins right now. I think that somebody like uh, 
Well, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess the Suns do match up a little bit better than I thought because Jay Crowder, Cam, and uh, Kuminga, and uh, we're gonna stick Bridges on Curry like we saw in the regular yeah. season, man. Well, that's true. They're gonna stick Bridges on Curry and make him run around. Yeah, Bridges, Bridges, Bridges Draymond, and um, Wiggins should all be defensive team guys, and I think you can make an argument for for Peyton, but also I don't think he's played enough minutes to to be all defensive guys. The problem with Peyton. He's only averaging 16 minutes a game. They won't give it to him, but he could be a future defensive guy, uh, all, all defensive guy. But anyway, man, yeah. hey, this was a really great preview. We went really in depth. Um, yeah. If you're still sticking around with us and you watch the whole damn thing, man, shout out to you, man. You leave yeah. some comments and let us know what you yeah, thought. Yeah, no, for sure. You I'm got some loyal real. fans though, Dom, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're going to have timestamps. So if you check this out and you came from a timestamp for the Warriors, yeah. shit, I hope you liked our analysis. You got to remember, too. Uh, uh, Clippers and Lakers are my teams that I watch every night. So some of the stuff, uh, I hope I didn't sound overly confident when I said some of my takes because I do not watch all these teams all the time. And that's when I do in the playoffs. And, you know, my boy, he does tune into a lot of games, but, like, he doesn't watch every single night of a one team the whole game. So, you know, sometimes I get on him. Sometimes I'll, he'll come in and be like, this guy's playing like trash. I'm like, dude, have you watched the first three quarters? Mm -hmm. Like, I just turned it on. Like, he's making everything now. Yeah, so he's, I'm he's one of those. I'm definitely one of those. But, hey, the, the beauty of it is, though, when the playoffs come, we all get to watch all the games together, and we'll see sure. how all these age. So we'll be able to come back to this, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, yeah, any last words? Sure. Any last words? Oh, no, man. No. I uh, I just want to say thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I love Dime Dropper fam. You know? Yes. They love you, obviously. You know? they they Your, your fan base is amazing. One of definitely the most loyal fan base out of any podcast um, or, or, you know, just person, a historian, you know, of the game that I know. Um, and so I definitely want to just shout out to you, you know, shout out your, your history, shout out your knowledge. Um, and I want to just say, you know, let's just, let's just continue to watch this great season of NBA. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Peace out and make sure to subscribe and comment.